welcome to the show today. Um, oh, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Long time, first time. <laughs> uh, I'm just really glad to get a guest finally on the show, and you, obviously, oh, which is great. But um, yeah. we've been friends for a while, and I've had the show by myself, of course, for a few years now, so I'm glad to right. have you on. Mm-hmm. Um, since the tale we are discussing today, Knives Out, is, yes. uh, it includes a donut hole in a donut's hole. <laughs> yeah. And given that our friend group recently had a discussion about this, uh, Ooh, Brent, yeah. I wanted to ask mm-hmm. you, are vegetables better than pastries? Wow. I was wondering if this is going to come up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to set the stage for the listeners, uh, you and I, each of our wives, and then our friend Allison, uh, who's been on the show before, um, we got into a conversation somehow. I don't even remember how it began about it was you. Uh, you, threw the, oh, you threw it out there. yeah that's right it was me you stirred it was the pot. Me. i saw i saw, I saw a meme violent on uh on twitter and i thought none of these fuckers are gonna see this on twitter so mm-hmm. i i uh sent it to the group chat and it said like pick two donuts right uh the to keep chart. and you discard the rest and it was like a like 15 different types of donut or whatever and uh you know eventually the conversation devolved into uh pastries being better than donuts and i said no 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 fuck them pastries mm-hmm. and what did I you said, say vegetables are greater than <laughs> than pastries and that's when the shit hit the fan <laughs> that's when I can't that's al- when everyone woke up I-, <laughs> I was mentally picturing like a block of houses at like 2 a.m just all darkened and then i put that in there and then you see these lights get turned on inside these houses it's like what the fuck you just hear me like say? what yeah <laughs> Yeah, Look, I'm not a fan of, of of carbs myself. Mm-hmm. This is a a choice for me. You know, oh, so I just you can make don't your own choices by you, your own body. You do whatever okay. you want. Obviously, I can't stop you. I try, mm-hmm. but I cannot do it. I'm incapable, primarily because of laziness, and also, right. um, you'd beat me up. But <laughs> uh, also, I think uh, for me, I know uh, in the past mm-hmm. when I've eaten plenty of carbs i've like gained weight pretty easily at a certain point i decided to cut out carbs cut out soda for the most part Mm. and it helped me uh lose some weight and i felt better not like mentally i feel like trash mentally you know things are very dark for me and you know it's it's just like a dumpster (laughs) fire up there uh really but uh otherwise i feel a a little bit better and so you're you're gaining Mm. more weight because you've been drinking sodas every every episode, yeah. Which not you have not today. <laughs> oh, okay. Not today. So I yeah, 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 yeah. Gotta reclaim that, you know. <laughs> no, you 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 never seem to change weight to me. Honestly, uh, maybe you've you've noticed yourself, but uh, to me, mm-hmm. it's Brent's always pretty much been the same. I don't even think you've aged. You look a little. You're kind of like a Paul Rudd or a or a Tom Cruise. Are you a Scientologist? Oh my God. You look about the same as I knew you. Hey, I mean, it, I'm glad you uh, you said that it, you've you've known as long as you've seen knew me uh, because um, I don't know. Like after our couple of recent episodes, mm-hmm. I looked into things a little <laughs> bit, and did I take a trip to California? I get you know maybe, but you know I I had some questions. Did you read any pamphlets? Also, well, no, because that's like a. Oh, good. That's a, that's a slippery slope to reading books, Stephen. And I, I just can't do that. You're like, I'm cool with Scientology, but books? 
Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. <clears throat> makes sense for you. Uh, says says here on my uh, my tab I just opened up about uh, Scientology that L. Ron Hubbard wrote books. <laughs> I'm out for this reason. I'm out. Uh, that's interesting that it would turn that way because mm-hmm. your name is L. Brent Hubbard. Oh my God. Wait, no, how'd is you, it? How'd you find it? It's not though, right? Oh, I mean, like when I go it's, to Mexico, it is it's L. Brett Hubbard. <laughs> L. Brett, yeah. Small <laughs> e L. <laughs> Space. El Brento. Which is more Italian? I don't know. I do the Italian like hand gesture, like the pinchy fingers, you know? People are like, where is he from? He just keeps screaming spaghetti. I don't I think he's like he's very offensive, like, you know. He's probably stopped doing that. Tourette's. It's probably Tourette's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That's a good idea. Tourette's Dominic Toretto. Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh but yes, I I you know carbs aren't for me. I'm glad right. everyone else likes them. I just feel like uh it's it's too much uh for me to handle. Right. My body cannot continue it. Mm-hmm. Um that said, I got roasted by all four of you like a vegetable. A point. Yeah, like a vegetable. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, man, you you guys put my ass in an air fryer. <laughs> okay? I didn't crunchy ass broccoli. It came it, it just started coming from all angles. Mm-hmm. Amanda was furious about the vegetable comment. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, like, you, you tried to respond. I'm not even sure it was that. I think it was later that night. You tried to get it back to the mm-hmm. conversation. And you were like, hey, by the way, guys, these are the donuts that I like. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was good. That was a good peace offering, a donut peace offering, which I think is what yeah. donuts are. You know, it's why people bring them to work. Right. And mm-hmm. um, in general, I feel like it's like if you can break a, a, a donut with a friend, mm-hmm. you can you can break a, a rift with a friend maybe so right, um yeah. i did want to say I, i'm not sure if we've ever covered donuts on the show before i don't recall mm-hmm. but we had said in our text thread but did you want to uh reveal to the world your two donuts that you would choose and and i would do the same oh sure uh you know what we should probably just like throw that that meme out there so people can oh, like let's do see it. what it is uh fuck i don't know i don't i didn't save the photo God i think it's it. probably still in that text thread somewhere we can find okay. it okay uh yeah i i remember my two were uh a strawberry sprinkle donut oh, okay uh, i think i think it was listed as strawberry iced right right but a strawberry sprinkle and then uh a jelly filled because that's just you know what that's that's just fun that's just fun to me see that was what we, uh, we ended up bringing this conversation to our family for uh saturday family day and um a lot of us were against the jelly filled, I got to say, but my, wow, uh, I, I, they're just too much usually for me. It's too much jelly, but you like more filling, I imagine, than bread. So mm-hmm. that's probably better for you. We did all agree, though, like a custard filling, like a, a Boston cream pie donut. You ever had that? Something like that. That sounds really oh, yeah, good to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, um, I'm pretty sure it's, <sighs> that's usually one of the least calories that it has, which is nice. But so. I didn't even notice that Boston cream is a separate donut on this. Is it on there? It's like, it's dead center. Yeah, Boston <laughs> cream. Yeah. <laughs> Jelly filled is separate. I, I, God damn it. Would I thought you change your that answer now? Limited. No, because mm, I do like okay. uh, the, the various different uh, quote unquote fruit fillings that you can throw mm-hmm. in a uh, Jelly filled. Makes me feel like I'm eating something healthy. Exactly. I do agree with that. Mm-hmm. I, because... As I said in the text thread, um, the only good vegetables are like donuts. They're fried. So uh, if you wanted something 
healthier, you mm-hmm. know, that's the way to put it in there. So like a vegetable, you could just fry it or just don't eat it. I don't know Is that what who you're saying? on here, like out of all these donuts mm-hmm. in this meme, I don't know who would pick the original plane because it looks exactly like an asshole. It does look like a, a little bit open asshole. Mm-hmm. And it has no flavoring to it. And it has just bread, <laughs> essentially. So it doesn't give you yeah. anything, I think. I think this is a good personality test mm. for when you meet new people, you show them this. And if they say, I don't, I don't know, original plane, you just get them out of there. You're like, all right. Wherever you are, just, yeah, shove them out of the I airplane, whatever like you got to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you get out of this helicopter. I'm from the depression. It's like, oh, shit, I should have kept her. I didn't realize. Yeah. She's just used to it. Sugar's too sweet. Also, I have some thoughts on black people. No, just oh, let her go. Okay, just let her go. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so you got jelly filled and then strawberry yes. iced like a uh, Homer Simpson, a Homer Simpson, because like whenever mm-hmm. I think of like cartoon donuts, right? Because that seems like the tastiest version of a cartoon donut. Right. Uh, that's what I immediately go to. And uh, anytime we have these at work, if there's a, uh, any type of donut with pink frosting on mm-hmm. it, I always gravitate toward that because it's just like, I love that artificial strawberry flavor. It's good. I actually got a, a strawberry milkshake. Uh, with my wife earlier today oh, for lunch and it had that like strawberry quick flavor to it i was just like this tastes like robots <laughs> got strawberry flavoring so wrong but they made it so right like a different kind of right yeah uh-huh. yeah it's just like hey yeah sure that that's strawberry nailed it <laughs> fucking ai also, pieces of I'm shit i'm addicted it's amazing yeah. <laughs> yeah there's like a good strawberry fake flavor that i really like um mm-hmm. we were kind of talking about cherry stuff too because my my mother-in-law oh, said yeah. the cream filled but then she also said she'd rather have like a like a fruit like a cherry kolache like a, a cherry danish of some sort, sort. cherry kolache. i was like i like fake cherry flavor but i don't really like real cherries that much i mm. i only like the robot version so wow uh, but wow. strawberries i like both but sometimes mm-hmm. that strawberry fake like it makes me think of like eating a, a pop tart you know it's like it's just a breakfast item do you eat Pop-Tarts? Oh, my God, Steven. Okay. I do, not regularly, right. but I, you know, I like everything. I'm not picky but at all. But they're kind of bready or, like, cardboardy bready. Steven, mm-hmm. I went to, this is going to sound insane, I went to a gas station mm-hmm. on Friday, and they had, <laughs> it's like this, this smaller chain of gas stations or whatever, but, like, they have quality, like, pre-made lunches and whatnot. Mm. They had these... Uh, gourmet pop tarts. I didn't get oh. one, but it is on my radar for going back there yeah. at some point because they, it was know. like substantial. It was like if you took a pop tart to a monster truck rally oh, and they yeah. got like way too ar- into ar- it, ar- like ar- almost problematically <laughs> into it, you know? <laughs> they started listening to Joe Rogan and Uh-oh. watching Fox News. I was like, damn, this, this is a big boy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I might go back there and, and get one at, at some point because it, it, it runs the chance of being too bready right on the outside but i mean i guess it, it depends on how filled with stuff right it is on the inside you know that makes sense man um mm-hmm. i would love to to hear your thoughts about that if you have that that sounds right up my alley and uh mm-hmm. maybe a, a big alley if you get that big ass monster truck of that pastry in my mouth but uh, i'm willing to do it <laughs> do you like pop darts i do but i also wow. i don't heat them up Oh, that's fine. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I go either way. I never understood that, honestly. I, I just like it, uh, you know, fresh, straight out the package. <laughs> you want to hear something insane? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, like, when I had my accident and I was just, like, at home by myself, 
like a sad, <laughs> broken human. I, uh, my wife bought some like pop tarts and stuff just so I could like, I, I, I did not eat very much, mm-hmm. uh, because I was like injured and I would just drink these like, uh, uh, health like milkshakes or whatever right, just right. to get nutrients in me. And then once I got my appetite back, she bought these pop tarts and said, uh, you can have some of these, you know, it's, it's minimal effort. Most of the time I just eat those directly out of the package mm-hmm. anyway. But there was one day where I was, you know, putzing around, you know, watching my cartoons. <laughs> and I thought, oh, you know what? Papa should treat himself right <laughs> and get some Pop-Tarts, but put them in the toaster. Hey, and I did, did it. it. It was like an indulgence, even though it was like, no, this is how you, this is how you make them. Yeah, apparently. Uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah, but I never really did it that way. I, I always just liked it fresh. But when you had it that way, did you prefer it? Um, I go either way. Okay. Like sometimes it gets a little too um, charry. Sometimes I just like want to grab one and go. Like right. we got, have these little mini boxes of cereal. It's one of those variety packs. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I'll just grab one of those and like eat it like a, a sad person on the way to work. You know? Dry? You yeah, that dry. Dry. yeah, I you raw know, dog like, that shit. Yeah, you're not gonna have like a, you know, you got like the box of of cereal and you got like a, a a little cup of milk next to you, a little little jug of milk, about like a gallon, no. half gallon. No. <laughs> no, first of all, I'm lactose intolerant, and I would just like immediately shit in my car. It can be cream. Give me half and half, whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, that'll make it better. <laughs> Get some <laughs> 400 half and halves, individual containers, and just like dump those in a thing of sugar um, or cereal. But uh, I have heard of people eating a bowl of cereal with milk in their car, mm. like on their way to something. I'm like, this is fucking insane. Why you do this to yourself? They're like, what else? Or eating oatmeal. <laughs> what oh, else am I insane. supposed to do while I'm looking at my phone? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have to put on this makeup. I have to shoot a TikTok video. I have to poop. I gotta eat. I have to poop. So, That's right. Anyway, man, yeah. what a journey. Enjoy though. your breakfast, <laughs> listeners. Indeed. Enjoy all mm-hmm. these breakfast options that we've revealed to you today. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of my two donuts, I'm going to keep on here. Uh, I'm yes. gonna do a chocolate iced with sprinkles specifically, and then okay. an apple fritter all the way. That what was that about, Brent? That's my healthy. No, option. go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Finish your thought. That's my healthy I'll, option. I'll... It's got apples in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I chose the strawberry one. <laughs> I'm saying no. We're friends. Uh, I'm saying apple fritter. Uh-huh. It first of all, it looks like fried chicken in this photo oh my god that is and, and i'm kind more. of all about it yeah right uh but an apple fritter is something that i did not uh really gravitate to until like the past couple of years oh okay. i just like i think you were I, dissing it no no they're great i love them so Man, much but they're like, very bready but they got apple and yeah all that. oh so good cinnamon and sugar they have, they have great flavoring uh, and sometimes yeah. they'll be like thin enough to where it's like okay this is bready but it's the you know Stretched out far enough right. to where I'm just like, oh, this is essentially just like half a Dorito. You know, <laughs> this is barely any calories, you know. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 good. I'm not, I'm glad to hear it. On, honestly, if somebody just brings a box of donuts to work, even the the tiny butthole ones, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to have one. You're going to do donuts it. are one of those things where I just I can't turn it away. Somebody brought cake to work, uh, I think last week, week before, and I just walked past it like two, three times. I didn't even. Uh, it didn't even reach out to me. But a donut? Every time you, you were dusting it, every time you walked by, you were just doing yeah, it. Scrub- oh, yeah. I, I just had several <laughs> bowls of chili. So you're of like, course. fuck this cake. I'm going to fart on it for everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I walked by three times. Nobody was the wiser. 
That's what the cake heard. That was a, that was a good sound effect. <laughs> so, so, someone was like, is someone, is there? <laughs> somebody was like, is somebody driving a CD in here? What about that? I look over at you and you're just trying to stand on nonchalant like no but you have goggles on <laughs> oh man Woo. I can't stop oh my god <laughs> oh man <laughs> This is what it's come to. <laughs> Talking about cake farting. It's not even like. Uh, I think that's good. It's a good. It was a good joke. It was a good bit, but it wasn't like funnier than anything else we usually do. Uh huh. Just for some reason, we. I don't know. The it more really I watched got. you laugh, the more God, the funnier it got. <laughs> Ooh, holy shit! All right. Um. Damn. You got a snort out of me uh, with that one. That was good. That was good. Well. With that, we're doing it. <laughs> we're doing it. I'm Steven. I'm Brent. Uh, welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. Hopefully you guys are enjoying this as much as we are. I'm, uh, I'm just... Nope. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> but at least it was fun for us. Uh, man, well, today we are here to talk about Knives Out. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, it came out years ago. Who knows? Uh, we'll look it up later. <laughs> but uh, we're going to have a good time today, man. I can see tears on your face. <laughs> I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It really got me. <laughs> really got me. But um, yeah, we're going to have a good time today. We have a, a few mini topics, maybe even a surprise guest later, which will be really fun. So mm-hmm. hopefully that'll be fun and work out. And uh, but. To start us off, Brent, did you have any uh, little mini topics you wanted to, to discuss today? I do. Uh, after we got done recording last week, you and I talked for another, I don't know, 10 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, it didn't make it to air, but uh, we, I talked about a movie that I watched immediately before we recorded last episode. And uh, that movie was Pineapple Express. Indeed. From 2000. Uh, <laughs> it, there's one movie called Pineapple Express. Pretty easy to find. It's that one. It's, there's no other movie called that. Um, it has uh, uh, fucking Seth Rogen right. and uh, Franco. Um, yeah, Danny McBride. Who's which Franco is this? James, not Dave. James. Yeah, the problematic mm-hmm. one. Uh, so, <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> so I, I I watched this movie. I haven't seen it since it came out on DVD uh, back in whenever that came out, and uh, I didn't remember anything mm-hmm. about it. For the most part, right? Like, I, d- I didn't remember any, like, scenes or whatever. I, I remembered, like, the general uh, idea that it was about stoner action stuff. Right, I right. didn't rem- remember the plot or whatever. Um, I just came across it on Netflix. My wife and I were looking for something to watch. We thought, eh, let's throw this on. Let's see how this is. Uh, it's just okay. Um, <laughs> That's what we were talking and, about last week, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I wanted to like it more yeah. than I actually did. It's directed by David Gordon Green. And uh, I was like, oh, hey, it's the Halloween guy. I wonder how this is going to hold up. I was like, wow, this is like Halloween ends for me. Uh, It's kind of just okay. Uh, But uh, but to my surprise, uh, I mentioned this to you, Mm. and I I know you two love Seth Rogen. Right. Uh, However, 
you shocked me mm-hmm. with your comment. Uh, I have never finished this movie. I have. Wow. I've attempted to probably six times now. Uh, Jesus. I, I've never watched it with friends. I feel like in an audience that really liked it or with friends at home, that could be nice. But I've tried it on my own. I love Seth Rogen at the time. I, I certainly loved James Franco's movies with Seth Rogen. Uh, everything about this, there's a lot of other people in it too that would be good. I would think the the idea of it sounds good to me, but I it's just one of the ones that like just doesn't click. It's like uh, Seth Rogen's Neighbors also. like I, That movie just does not click yeah. with me. And uh, that one was a little bit later. Like he he kind of switched humor a little bit or did more commercial stuff that I felt was a little, you know, wasn't as well written or something. But mm-hmm. this one, you would ima- I would have imagined it would be David Gordon Green being involved. Like, yeah, it makes sense. It would be great. But I cannot get behind it. The only thing that I like about it is the beginnings. I think it's the opening opening scene of like black and white with Bill Hader being mm-hmm. tested as a military person using cannabis in an underground laboratory like in the 40s or 50s. And as he starts using it, they're like, this is too good to be true. Get It's banned. And that whole mm-hmm. scene is fucking great. And I've seen that a lot. I totally forgot that that was even a scene in this movie. <laughs> and so when it started, I, I hit the little like uh, thing to make sure it was still on the correct movie. I thought I clicked on something right. different by accident. Uh, but no, sure enough. It gets stonery real quick. Right, for um, sure. So, yeah. But yeah, but, just uh, not for me, too. That sucks. It's a bummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bummer that you don't like it either. But yeah, just it's like it's always been OK. I don't mm-hmm. know why I haven't finished. It. It's not like it's terrible. I just I'm I usually just get bored. I don't even know really how yeah. far I've made it in there ever. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's that one. You, so. you roasted that vegetables. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, man, we put that some bitch in the air fry real good. <laughs> Um, yeah, we're right on. Well, I wanted to address something from last week and a movie that I watched this week in the same breath. Okay. So mm-hmm. um, last week I had made a horrible mistake of trying really hard to grasp this vague idea of a movie I saw once thinking it was related to something we were talking about. It took me forever to figure out who was in it, what the name of it was. You tried to help me out. And uh, and that was Overlord is what we finally came oh, to. Yeah. And I had mistakenly said... Overlord was a, a werewolf Nazi movie to which you looked up werewolf and Nazi movie <laughs> up on Google and found a lot of other great sounding titles, but not Overlord. <laughs> and I thought maybe as we discussed it, it took forever to get there. And I was I was I dug the hole. I had to finish it. You know, I had to to reveal what it was that I was trying to reference the entire time. And then as, as it as it turned out, I ended up watching the movie again. And uh, yeah, there's no werewolves in this movie. <laughs> so that happened uh it is i don't even know how much of a spoiler it is i don't remember the trailers this movie didn't it didn't make a lot of money it made like 41 million dollars on a 38 million dollar budget but it has like an 82 oh, percent yeah. rotten tomatoes it's uh by all accounts uh seems to be like well liked it's just doesn't didn't really make a big splash but i remember liking it a whole lot it came out in 2018 uh it's by, directed by a guy, named, uh, a guy named julius avery he did that movie samaritan with uh stallone recently i still haven't seen stallone, it yeah i'm curious about it though uh mm-hmm. but overlord is uh it's not a werewolf nazi movie it is, it is like a nazi experiments movie sort of sort of zombie-esque but uh not really it's just like experiments that they're like messing with or whatever uh, mm-hmm. So it has okay. like monster sort of things, monster zombies in it of some sort. Okay. So that's what I was. Mm-hmm. I, I had only seen it one time. My brain thought werewolves, which I still think would be really cool. But uh, mm-hmm. I watched it again. And it's really great. It has a lot of great people in it. Um, and 
uh great acting great it's like bloody the effects are fucking good it's kind of it's not scary but it's like intense and stuff and um i like world war ii movies and i like monster movies and i like werewolf movies but there weren't any in it so that's why i knocked it a star um but otherwise doing pretty great so uh, i do (laughs) recommend it as a movie that's part of your letterbox review right there were werewolves in this <laughs> i'm gonna put it in every letterbox review of mine from now on <laughs> teen wolf yeah. shooting right up to the top but you know overlord <laughs> it's going down a little bit on your review for american werewolf in uh london you put there are no werewolves in this and then you put it like a ps <laughs> like edit uh i actually watched this movie this time and it turns out there, there were werewolves there were some werewolves, werewolves in this. but then i watched yeah. I, my letterbox review for american werewolf in paris is i'm still mm-hmm. not sure there are werewolves in this right <laughs> yeah. i think you would agree on that uh-huh. there were some cgi yeah. attempts in it mm-hmm. but i'm not sure that they were werewolves so yeah definite bungee jumping Yes, yes though i don't know i'm not sure about that exactly yeah so uh i, I apologize <laughs> to everybody that i led astray thinking that they were going to watch a werewolf movie if they mm-hmm. tried to watch that i was wrong i i accept my movie punishment um brent will now uh smack my buttocks with mm-hmm. uh, a film reel for the ten commandments uh a long movie it'll be really heavy please commence yeah uh let's let's save that for oh. Our, our lonely fans. Um, we've got Uh-oh. one subscriber, me, uh, who's really going to need that later. Okay, that sounds good because I do want to be able to sit down for the rest of the episode, so I appreciate that. Okay, good. Yeah, that makes okay, sense. Excellent. Uh, it looks like Overlord is streaming on Paramount+. Plus. That's where I watched it. So, indeed, yeah. Uh, is, and you said it was it's rated fairly high. Yeah, it's right? like 82% Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, seems like people like it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember hearing of this, you know, before you had mentioned, I remember hearing the movie title Overlord, but I hadn't really heard right. anything about it. And uh, it seems like it just came out and then totally. vanished, right? So, yeah, it's, I don't know. it was rumored to be sort of a, uh, a Cloverfield movie, you know, like they did like Cloverfield and Tin Cloverfield Lane. They did the mm-hmm. Cloverfield Paradox, boo, uh, where they just kind of were taking other movies and like dumping them on there. So mm-hmm. this one doesn't have like um, that kind of monster in it or whatever. It doesn't have uh, it's like those types of movies, though, where it's like this, you know, kind of just really good movie with really good actors and a good story. Well directed. Everything looks really cool. And then it has like this kind of X-Files twist to it all of a sudden, you know, and then you're like, mm-hmm. holy shit, things are going down and it's kind of cool. So I had heard about it. It's, it's a bad robot movie. So it's from the group that did those movies and. Uh, mm-hmm. like produce those movies but uh it's kind of different than that i think it didn't really make a splash but uh i would certainly check it out it was really fun i i enjoyed the hell of it the second time uh and it has really good people in it so hell yeah, hell yeah. Pimp. Pimp. i'll add that to my list speaking of watching stuff a second time uh, i uh so one of my new year's resolutions that I, I meant to mention this on one of our our first episodes of the year but i think we just got so stuck on the idea of pisophonia that we mm-hmm. we just like didn't get to it because man when you got man, I when mean, you got golden bits like fucking <laughs> pisophonia you're gonna spend some time on it golden bits uh-huh you got golden you bits it. yeah yeah it's in the magazine <laughs> golden bits they talk about pisophonia um no so uh one of my new year's resolutions pop culturally speaking uh which is honestly like the only resolutions i i have for this year because it's just like mm-hmm. fuck it i'm not trying to like better myself of course uh, human no, I'm still recovering. I <laughs> fell down. You've got boom, like boom. four or five more years of that. Ah, you yeah, know, it's fine. Right. Yeah, I'm about to tap out. Anyway, so fuck <laughs> it. Um, 
so what one of my New Year's resolutions is to watch a film trilogy that mm-hmm. I'm not super familiar with once per month. Oh wow! And okay. Not the same one. Like I'm I'm going to try to get through twelve different at least twelve different movie trilogies this year. Uh, and I uh, I started to I decided to begin that endeavor with the beginning of the alphabet. So I thought, mm. what's a uh, a film trilogy that begins with the letter A, Stephen? The answer is Anchorman. Uh, oh wow! Oh, I'm intrigued. <laughs> Yeah. Especially so, after Pineapple Express review earlier. I'm very intrigued <laughs> yeah. by this. Okay. So, um, Anchorman is a trilogy, technically. Uh, and I've got, a, a, I've got a, a separate film quadrilogy I'm watching that I'll talk about on next week's episode. Excellent. But I'll have that done uh, before the end of January. But uh, So, if this doesn't meet that on it because of a technicality don't worry i'm, mm-hmm. I'm covered elsewhere but uh, i wanted to mention that on this episode um just to you know have something for january to discuss there you go. uh anchorman trilogy is uh well three it's like two movies and like also a thing mm-hmm. so it's anchorman the legend of ron burgundy from 2004 also wake up ron burgundy the lost movie uh and it has like two other titles mm-hmm. uh it's also from 2004 and then anchorman 2 the legend continues from 2013 um wow anchorman, 10 years old that one uh-huh damn yep. that's crazy it is uh yeah so i remember liking the original anchorman uh i feel like i used to watch it often i bought mm. it on, i saw it in theaters bought it on dvd and i feel like i watched it quite a bit but i hadn't seen it in 15 years or so mm-hmm. And when I bought it, it had like a two-pack, Shakur, of uh, both the original Anchorman and then Wake Up, Rotten Burgundy, the lost movie. Uh, and it... Do you know anything about that one? I, I just know it came out. I've never seen it. I never, I've okay. never seen the sequel, but I have seen the first one. But uh, okay. it was. I didn't realize that it came out. You said like the same year. Was it like... it Was was it always sold as like a, a pair? Yes. Like a special yeah. feature Did, of it or something? Yeah, it was like two separate discs, okay. like they had two separate boxes or whatever, but it, it came in a two pack. Um, you could buy just like the regular Anchorman by itself. But, you mm. know, I I really fucking liked Anchorman. So I thought eh, th- this is like more of that thing that totally. I like. Right. So uh, the original Anchorman is about uh, this guy named Ron Burgundy, played by Will Ferrell. He's an Anchorman. It's right there in the title, mm-hmm. guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it takes place in the 70s. He, uh, he is intimidated. Good Lord. Intimidated. <laughs> I was intimidated by the word. He's intimidated by uh, Christina Applegate's character oh, yeah. who shows Wonder. up on the scene. She's uh, Veronica uh, Corningstone. Mm. Um, she's a rival anchor. Uh, she joins the news team, uh, which also consists of Paul Rudd, um, uh, Steve Carell, and then uh, Dave, <laughs> I want to say Kevorkian, but that's not right, <laughs> Kechner, Dave oh, yeah, Kechner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just like hijinks and like kind of fun comedy bits or whatever. Um, rewatching the first Anchorman, I thought, eh, this movie's just okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not as, I didn't like it as much as I held in my nostalgia for it. Um, but it, it's really kind of like just some individual comedy bits that are strung together mm-hmm. by a loose story or whatever. Um, Wake Up Ron Burgundy, the lost movie, is a separate movie they cobbled together with alternate takes and a whole bank robbery storyline they oh, took wow. out of the original movie. 
and they try to treat it like a sequel. It's like a quasi sequel mm-hmm. because they uh, reuse some shots from the original movie and the voiceover announcer tries to fill in some of the like logic gaps or whatever. But you, you really don't need to worry about making this right. like canon. And this one is n- not very good. Oh, uh, again, it's just like yeah. alternate takes and all that mm-hmm. stuff. It is kind of cool to see the <clears throat> bank robbery stuff just because it's something new. But you can you can skip this one. Uh, Anchorman 2, I remember not liking when it came oh, out. Okay. I saw this in theaters and I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not digging this. I think just the original movie for me. See, when I watched Anchorman 2, like I finished it a couple hours ago mm-hmm. as of this recording. I kind of like this one now. Interesting. Like, what a weird twist yeah, kinda, of all of them, right? I know. Hmm, I know. Fascinating. Um, but it, it held up. There's more of a narrative that flows through. And and even though they have some scenes in the movie where you could tell, like, oh, I bet they ad-libbed this for a while. Or I'm sure there are a, a dozen alternate takes of whatever the scene is. Um, I feel like they went with the best choices that kept the the story and the dialogue moving forward. There are a few little hiccups here and there. There's some, like, weird shit with, like, race uh in this one uh and in the first movie there's some weird stuff with like sexism Mm, yeah where it's like you i feel like the better approach is to make fun of the situation being so fucking stupid that whoever had to deal with it instead of like making the jokes they would have made at that time Mm, you know instead of making fun of like yeah instead of making fun of like women joining the workforce or black people being your boss come at the jokes from a different angle Mm, you know right um that said, you know, I had fun with like some of the dumb comedy that's in in Anchorman 2, to my surprise. And uh, I feel like I would rewatch that one again. So I think the first and third movies, uh, ironically, the third movie is Anchorman 2. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's like one of those Fast and Furious things, right? Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's all the Anchorman shit. So that's my my way of kicking off my trilogy year with uh, Anchorman and uh, all of that shit. I think it's a wonderful idea. I'm really looking forward to see what else you come up with. Um, also, oh, Stephen, I got a, I got a one that's like out of left field for me. Like whenever I talk about this shit in February, I think you'll be surprised. I'm so intrigued by that. Yeah, because you can really just open up your mind to whatever that way. And uh, instead of just one movie, you're you're banking on three, which is kind of like Brent with with you with food. Once you open it, mm-hmm. you, you're not going to waste it. And you're like, once I open no. this DVD pack or the streaming service, I'm going to keep going mm-hmm. until I have consumed all of this series. And that's a bold move. And I, well, thank you. And mm-hmm. one of my favorite things is having to hop from streaming service to streaming service to track down <laughs> some of these movies because they're not, I don't know. Uh, Harder to get now. Yeah, sometimes they switch. Like the first Anchorman is a DreamWorks picture. Oh, okay. uh, Anchorman 2 is Paramount. Oh. Um but I just like had the I owned those movies in iTunes, so it wasn't a big deal. But uh, for my next trick, uh, this one's gonna be a little a little more tricky. Yeah. So some, but some luckily tubies, I can some like movies, some 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 stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the way to do it. Some some uh, if I play my cards right, I might get access to Pubie. Oh my so. goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that sounds great. You've you've been waiting for the ball to drop for a while, and uh, mm-hmm. I really hope absolutely hope it rolls into your court. <laughs> Sports, so thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I uh, was never a huge fan of Anchorman, much like Pineapple wow. Express. Okay. Uh, 
Anchorman is different though to me because Anchorman, I still kind of recognize why people like it. I have a lot of friends that really like it. I feel like on that one, especially like I'm just missing the boat. I feel like that kind of with mm-hmm. Pineapple Express, people really like that too, but I just can't get mm-hmm. behind it. Uh, Anchorman to me is uh, one that I, I, when you mentioned it, it's like just a bunch of sketches kind of pulled together with a loose story. That's why I <laughs> yeah. don't like it. But some mm-hmm. of the sketches I really fucking like. And I quote that movie like most or like, like uh, a lot of people do. Um, yeah. I still stay, say stuff like I love lamp and like, Frank, where'd <laughs> yeah. you get that grenade stuff or like that mm-hmm. trident spear or whatever, like, or the, mm-hmm. yeah, the 60% of the time it works every time sort of line or yeah. whatever, like that kind of mm-hmm. shit, whatever. I'm not even sure of the, like what the exact <laughs> ones are cause I haven't seen it forever, but I mm-hmm. still know the, the pop culture vernacular for it. And there are right. scenes that I really like and, and parts, uh, the I'm Ron Burgundy. We do that, like a man mm-hmm. and I do that all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, it's still in the pop culture zeitgeist in a good way for me, but it's just mm-hmm. one that I never go back to. So I never cared to do the lost version because I was like, I didn't like the good, t- these were the good takes. Mm-hmm. Then I'm not going to want any of the bad ones, right? Uh, the idea yeah. behind it, I think, is fascinating, though. The, the yeah. fact they took it all and made a, a new movie out of it is pretty cool. And then uh, the second one, I totally forgot even really came out. I kind of remember it at the time, but it didn't seem like it was 10 years ago, which is wild. But mm-hmm. yeah. um, I, if anything, I would I, I love Will Ferrell as well. It's seemed like with like Pineapple Express, Seth Rogen. And Lamp. And Lamp. God. And Christina Applegate. Oh, man. She's oh full God. of fruit. Yeah. So that's healthy. <laughs> And, you know, either way, I uh, just haven't really tried to give it a shot, though. But, yeah, that's intriguing yeah. that you did. And I'm, I'm so excited for your your trilogy series. So oh, looking man. forward to hearing it's, more, man. It's wild. Uh, I, I would love to do and I told you this, like, I don't know, maybe last year, year before, something like that. I'd love to do a fantasy draft of movie trilogies mm. and i thought well shit i gotta brush up on some of this you stuff like so. some, <laughs> yeah some of them i know real well so i'm not gonna include any like marvel stuff or fast and furious mm. or you know any of that that shenanigans not the nolan batmans or whatever mm-hmm. but um there's some trilogies where i'm like i like i know like the back of my hand the first how to train your dragon mm. but the second one i've only seen like a couple of times right. and then the third one i've seen once oh, okay so yeah. I, I might get to those and uh, fist all of those in my guts. That, you know? That's intriguing too. Cause it's like, you mm-hmm. like the first one a whole lot, but then you've only kind of seen the sequels. So it would still mm-hmm. be kind of uh, an interesting revisit for you. You know, that's like, yeah. that's what I like to do sometimes when I revisit, revisit movies. I'm like, I know these so well, but I don't know any of this other lore that they have out there. I've kind of forgotten mm-hmm. it at this point, but um, that's mm-hmm. kind of fun to revisit. So uh, yeah. that's rad, man. Well, uh, I was going to mention one more thing, but I kind of just want to get into the main topic talk. So would you mind okay. if I go try to wrestle up a guest in my dumpster and see if I can uh, drag someone in here real quick? Oh, my God. Is it Oscar the Grouch? You have to wait and see, brother. Oh, fuck. He's going to be so pissed that I dragged Wormy on Twitter. <gasps> oh, no. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, Elmo is also here, and he's on smack, oh. so you got you to look out. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Well, hi, Amanda. Well, hi, Brent. How are you? I'm good. Don't worry. We we talked about vegetables and, and pastries earlier. So Yeah, that's brought it up. Wait, but I have a question for that, too. So I'll, I'll hold off on Do you want to go ahead and get into that? We, we can. Yeah. All right. Guys, guess what? I went out to the dumpster, did not find <laughs> Oscar, did not find Elmo. I didn't find any of them. I think they went to the bar. But... In, in their stead, mm-hmm. I, I got something better because my lovely wife, Amanda, is joining us. Hello, Amanda. Hi. Welcome back. Thank you. 
Good to be back. Oh, yes. wonderful. Yeah. So uh, pre pre you coming in here, we mentioned that uh, at the beginning of the show, we did bring up our, our pastry donut vegetable conversation. We also mentioned you threw some things. You flipped a table in our house. You got very angry about vegetables being better than pastries, but uh, donuts as well. What, what did you want to say today about that, Amanda? Well, I have to say, first of all, I think that Brent is just an instigator in general. Wow. He, like, dropped mm. it into the group <laughs> chat and then literally just disappeared for, like, a day and a half. <laughs> and then he mm. came back and he was like, I guess I should answer this. Also, vegetables are better than donuts. And I was like, what? You can't do that. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, my God. You've never had a delicious asparagus uh, uh, no. shaft? What is it? <laughs> Did you say shaft? I, you yeah, I don't know what you shaft, going. okay? Yeah. You can't just throw that out there. You tell me to shut my damn hey. mouth. I'll put some asparagus in there and make you shut it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so did you want to mention your favorite donuts right off the top? Well, on the picture, it had mm-hmm. chocolate iced, I think is what it called it, mm-hmm. but it's chocolate with sprinkles. Right. And specifically, mm-hmm. it has to be a yeast donut and not a cake donut. Thank you. Yes. Fuck cake donuts. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have very strong feelings about this. And then the other one. Well, I mean, if you if you look at that plain donut, it kind of is begging to be fucked. I, mean, I don't it, have the picture it, up anymore, but it does look like a butthole. It did. Yeah. It really did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, agrees with I literally it. was like, is that a cat's asshole? Like, <laughs> they put it there. Like, it's, it's an internet meme that very well could have yeah. been. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Um, mm. And then the other one was. This is good, too. Strawberry iced, which I didn't mm, use yeah. to. Like, I never ate those. You surprised those. me with that. And then I had one, like, a year ago from Shipley's, which is, like, the best. What? Um, donut place in Houston and I was like I've been sleeping on strawberry ice donuts I had no yeah. idea they were good they're so how'd good. you make it this this far in life without having a strawberry glazed donut because there was always chocolate glazed and I was just like yep mm-hmm, uh, that right there I was not really oh that into the the strawberry glazed either so much or the icing because up until recently I don't remember having one because I never realized it was strawberry I thought it was just colored pink to be quite honest I never got, like, the vanilla ones, the white ones either. Mm -hmm. I get the chocolate. So I just thought, like, they were... I I thought most places were just doing the Homer donut. I thought they were copying The Simpsons. I didn't realize this entire time. It actually kind of blew my mind to look back at Simpsons Mm -hmm. episodes, and now I have to think, in Homer's mind, he's eating strawberry right now? This whole time I thought Mm -hmm. he was eating vanilla? That changes the entire message of the show. Yeah. Go back to season one. It's really... I really like these (laughs) strawberry donuts, boy. (laughs) So good. (laughs) <laughs> that old Homer Simpson voice is so uh, yeah. creepy. Don't love it. Well, it, um, before we we switch topics. Okay, sure. Oh. It inspired a question that I had for you, and I told Stephen this the other day. Mm-hmm. Are sprinkles the food glitter oh. to you? No, I like sprinkles. Okay, I didn't know if you mm-hmm. were like, yeah. they just get everywhere, they're messy, they don't taste good. No, no, there's some uh, some sprinkles that you can get for like holiday cookies, like Christmas cookies or whatever, that are dangerously close. Nonpareils? To the glitter. little brown ones? What'd you call non- them? Oh, I'm oh sorry. no, he's thinking of like the sugar sprinkles, I bet. Yes. The ones okay. that are like. Oh, they're mm-hmm. like red and green and yeah. kind of mm-hmm. little like, they look like little hunks of plastic. Yeah. They probably are. I've been ingesting plastic for years. That's why I'm American. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, there was one time that we, uh, my wife and I came down to see you guys who we went shopping at the local HEB, mm. which is a grocery store there. We came back with some groceries and I asked my wife, I was like, what happened to our plastic bag? And she's like, I don't know what, did you throw it away? I said, I didn't throw it away. We need that for trash on the way back. Then we looked over at you and you had half chewed that bag, Stephen. It was like in a I, cartoon when someone's like eating a goldfish and it's like the, mm-hmm. the fin is like right at the tail of the lips and they just swallow it down. I was like sucking in the last bit of that trash bag handle. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're like, I don't know what happened, guys. Anyway, pool party. <laughs> and then we just like forgave it. What I like about it is that when it passes, it, 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 it holds the, the poop for me and then I can just easily bag it up. And then that is the, the that is yeah that is a, a good byproduct of that. Exactly. It's, it's like it's like scooping up a bunch of mud uh, <laughs> from inside your body and just like <laughs> throwing it away. Well, this got really gross really fast. Uh huh. But sprinkles are good. Um. So uh, there's another thing Amanda <laughs> wanted to bring up from last week's episode, and uh, we for reminding people that uh, listen to it or haven't heard it yet, you should listen to it. It's it Top Gun Maverick. And at the beginning, Brent and I gave each other call signs for our fictional flight team. And uh, yeah. I think we did a pretty good job of coming up with Hedgehog and Deuce. That was well, pretty I fun. thought we did. I know. But uh, mm-hmm. then Amanda listened to that episode and swooped in. And I, I am actually, I, I, she, she said she was so shocked we hadn't thought of it. I am ashamed at myself <laughs> for not thinking of it. I think you should be too, Brent. Amanda. I, absolutely. Would you like mm-hmm. to fill us in on, on what Brent's? call sign should have been well so i think the long-running joke on this is that brandy and i don't listen to the show and for brandy yeah, a joke <laughs> it's so funny it's really good i was gonna say yeah. for brandy is 1000 percent true mm-hmm. for me i like i go in waves you know i'm cool with whenever that. i feel yeah. like it mm-hmm. mostly it's whenever i'm commuting to work because sometimes it takes a while and so I was listening to we that. Feel those times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was listening and I literally just kept waiting for you guys to say it. I was like, oh, yeah, it's totally obvious. And then you didn't. And, and so, I didn't mm-hmm. ask you about Brent's because I asked you for mine. Mm-hmm. You helped me with mine. Because I thought you had his. Uh, I did not. And that's why I'm ashamed <laughs> of myself. You're right. Mm-hmm. So I think your call sign is Darkwing. Oh, absolutely yeah yeah it works in you so dropped many that in levels the chat i was like fuck you're, you're darkwing duck fan mm-hmm. yeah darkwing sounds fucking rad yeah like you're a bomb mm-hmm. ass they, fighter pilot they had that thing in the beginning mm-hmm. of top gun maverick that like stealth thing and it was called like dark star or something mm-hmm. like that right and so I, I was like it already fits sort of it's just good and you mm-hmm. could have a little Darkwing Duck logo on your helmet. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That, it could be please purple. Believe that was, it could be like a yes. dark purple. Oh, man. That I, I pictured all of this in my head right away, and I was very disappointed. I was like, fuck, how did I miss this? I know. How did I do it? How did I take my eye off the prize like this? There's a new uh, Darkwing Duck comic book series that started oh. this past mm-hmm. week as well. And I was like, fuck, that would have been such great synergy for them. They, I mean, you know. Right. We don't we don't make money off this. We're, on the team. Yeah. We're, we're bleeding money, obviously. You know, not not great with finances. <laughs> <laughs> Send help. I like but, that uh, your response was just like dot 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 shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was really like it was. There's a there's a sound effect 
in uh, Christmas Vacation, mm-hmm. whenever Clark realizes he did something stupid, like going out in the middle of the forest to cut down a tree and he has no saw. And it's like this. And he has this look of dejectedness. <laughs> That's how I felt afterwards. Like, I felt mm-hmm. like my life was Clark Griswold when he did that. And it was just yeah. like so obvious, like you said. But we, we really failed. And uh, yeah, I apologize to people. So, uh, Brent, did mm-hmm. you want to officially adopt that as your call sign? Absolutely. Hedgehog yeah. and Darkwing. Ooh. Oh my god, and they're both animals. Ooh, Ooh scary. Do you feel like Even you better. should have a cooler one than Hedgehog, or are you still good with it? Wow, so now you're trashing Hedgehog. Okay. Damn. I believe wow. you are part of the list that came up with Hedgehog. I like Hedgehog. It's just that it's like, you like it's beaver? Cute. Did you like Beaver? Because that was when you said it first. Well, I mean, I just feel like a bunch of guys in the military, if your call sign was Beaver, you would never live it down. So mm. or there would just be so many jokes. I suppose so. But what's funny is they think one thing, but it's because I really like munching on wood. So anyway. <laughs> so, uh, Jokes on them. Uh, I'm going to keep Hedgehog, I think. Just in yeah. general. Just a better one, I think. You just know? a lot like, of splinters. <laughs> yeah. Porcupine? Wood. Wood. Munching on wood. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm not a porcupine, I'm a Hedgehog. <laughs> I knew exa- I was like sitting in the show where I knew exactly what each of you were talking about, <laughs> but I was just like bathing in the confusion. Yeah. That was fantastic. Amazing. That was well, wonderful. Uh, that was much better than uh, Elmo mm-hmm. or, or any of the rest could have done. So thank you for coming yeah. on for that, Amanda. And I'm very glad. My job here is done. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm very glad to have you on for the movie today. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's another thing, Brent, that I want to surprise you with. Uh, as a little mini topic, I, I saved for Amanda here because she participated in this with me. But uh, oh. so we were getting ready to uh, watch Knives Out, and for Christmas this year, I got Amanda a board game that she grew up playing. Uh, do you want to tell them about this board game? Yeah. So I guess I didn't even remember mentioning it to you. I guess maybe I had just seen it. I don't even know somewhere right where like a some YouTube commercial or something. I don't know why we yeah, thought of it. But I, I grew up playing this game called 13 Dead End Drive. And it's hmm, okay. sort of like the millennial child's version of Clue. I guess. It came out in 93. Yeah. I looked up. I think we were watching okay. Clue. And we talked about that board game. And you were like, oh, I like this other game. Yeah. And I, I remember the commercial for it. I looked it up today. I remember. I'll have to show it to you later on YouTube. But I never played this game. Uh, but so for Christmas, I got Amanda. I surprised her. I remembered her mentioning this, mm-hmm. and I found it on Amazon. You can still buy it. So thirteen dead and drive. There was a spinoff in '92 <laughs> called thirteen thirteen dead and drive, but uh, it's a little wackier looking. This one's in pretty 92? cool. I said uh, two thousand two. Oh, okay. Yeah, it came out a year before this one did. <laughs> yeah, there was a spinoff it's a time travel it game. Even. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, so it's a it's a whodunit game though. It's cool. We played it last night before watching Knives Out together. Mm-hmm. We played the Knives Out score while we were playing the game, so that was really fun. It was great and moody. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great score. I'll mention that a little bit later on as well. But uh, essentially, it was kind of like the movie in a, a bit. It's like uh, Aunt Agatha has died and left her fortune to someone. The whoever's portrait is up on the wall is the person that is able to win the the fortune. Mm -hmm. And there are traps throughout it. So you're trying to kill different people. You have to essentially murder everybody and be like the person out the door when your portrait is on the wall. And so you're like 
trying to use trap doors and you're trying to like, but you're also trying to bluff the person you're playing because you each get an even number of cards and you know four of the people that you represent and then two are mystery to you. And so you're trying to like bluff the other person. Like I was trying to bluff Steven to like move certain characters without him realizing that they were mine. Um, Mm -hmm. and like trying to get and at some point you figure it out because you're getting closer and closer to the front door and then you're like, oh, just going to fucking kill your person. Right. And you get um, to move anybody on any turn. So you can move other people. You can move any, any mm -hmm. turn, any person. So it's a game of bluffing. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's like a younger game. Like it was pretty easy to figure out once we did it, but it's got like a board that you set up. It looks like it's, it has like traps. It's like, it's like a board game of like mousetrap meets clue. Yeah. So there's like, okay. you can like kill people throughout it. Uh, you have like a bookcase. You have a bookcase, a chandelier that you can actually make the chandelier drop. You can make the bookcase fall on people. You a fireplace can, to a get fireplace. burned up. Yeah. It's wow. pretty dark game. But one of the characters that can win one of the 12 is the woman's cat. Mm-hmm. So you get to play as a cat. What? I know. It's really fun, and it was great with the, great. the score, and it was kind of, like, got us in a, in a great mood for the movie. It was it was just, like, kind of cold outside, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So uh, everybody go out and get 13 Dead in Drive, available at your local retailers. Not a sponsor of the podcast. I wish, man. That'd be a really cool yep. sponsor. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah. wanted to throw that out there, that we played it, and uh, we're going to keep playing it. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it, so. that's not, Wait, who won, though? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't know why you brought up this game, friend. It's not about who wins. Listen, it's about the experience. But I it was, is about who is better. Yeah, so. okay. I was really not. So you can move anybody. I I was clear about a few of my people moving them close to the door. Amanda caught on to that. She killed one. Another <laughs> one. We were going back and forth. She was trying to kill me. I kept surviving. I didn't even pay attention that she was also close to the door with another person, and then she won the next time. And I was like, wow, you were really close. I didn't even try to stop you. He was just defending uh-huh. his character I was the so whole time. into my, my butler. I really wanted butler to live, and, uh, and he yeah. did not. So Amanda won actually pretty fast. It was a really quick game, I got to admit. Mm-hmm. Um, we only got like a few people killed, but uh, she ended up winning the monies, and she did really well. So uh, that's why we need to play more, so I can uh, revenge, yeah. avenge my, my butler's death. And what's amazing is that this game also comes with the cash prize. So when you win in the game, you actually win. You won money? Uh Uh-huh. From? That's incredible. Wow. No. Or from the game? From Anna Agatha. That's great. Finally. Board game money technology has finally caught up to us in 2023. That's all. You didn't I am, tell me about the money, though. I do have a work trip to Vegas tomorrow, yeah, but that's I also... <laughs> if you come back with, like, a four cars or, like, a million dollars... One dollar and got a right, car. One dollar and got a car. Exactly. I'd be okay with that. That's all right. You got some spending money now. That's great. You did a great job of the game. You're going to do great in Vegas with those games. Steven, uh... If you check the Find My Friend app later this week and you see that Amanda is just staying in Vegas's red light district, um... You know... You think that she would? You you think she would go there without me? You think the first mm-hmm. thing I'm gonna do is go find? <laughs> I didn't some say the first. <laughs> You'll probably <laughs> not not the first thing. I'm, of course, when you land, you'll probably you know have to go make a poop and then mm-hmm. maybe fill back up with some some pastry or whatever, right? And then go out. Yeah, yeah. go catting around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you have the money for it either way, which is nice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So what happens in Vegas? I like the assumption that you guys think I have to pay for sex. 
Hmm. Intriguing. Because. Wow. This is another loophole, Stephen. Yeah, that's the Shut thing. Shut up for Mike. She's too good. <laughs> she's going to come back and she's like, I actually made money. Yeah. yeah. I was the hooker. And I'm like, wait, this took another turn. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So let's get into a full movie talk, though, with uh, Knives Out. So I want to go ahead and read through some of the cast list and things for this. Uh, this is written and directed by Ryan Johnson, um, f- produced by him as well. I think this is a, a story I'd heard about. He did a movie called Brick uh, a long time ago with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, another whodunit sort of mystery mm-hmm. that I, I want to check out. I might be able to do for next week. We'll see. But um, he had come out with Knives Out around that time he was filming that. So he's been working on this for a long time. It stars Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Anna DeArmas, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, Don Johnson, Tony Collette, Lakeith Stanfield, Catherine Langford, Jaden Martell, Christopher Plummer, and probably even more. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely wanted to mention as well, because I'll mention the look of it and the uh, the whole way that his films are shot. So the uh, cinematography is by Steve Yedlin, and music is by Nathan Johnson. Also, as I mentioned, we use that for the, the game we played, and then... Um, I also I'll mention a little bit. I, I read the script for this movie before we we uh, did the podcast record today, and uh, it was also uh, written really well with the music. I listened to that uh, while I read it, and that was also great, and mm. it just put me in the right mood. So, um, yeah. Is the com- is the composer related to Ryan Johnson? I or wonder. They just happen to have the same last name. I know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, his cousin. Wow. wow. Nepotism. <laughs> wow. They've been working together since 2005 when he composed the score for Brick, the other film I mentioned, uh, for his cousin. Mm-hmm. I didn't even check that. I know that uh, Edgar Wright uses his brother. His brother's an artist, and he uh, uses him for storyboarding and stuff like that, which I thought mm-hmm. was pretty cool, and I'd, I'd heard about that recently. I didn't even think about this guy having the same last name. That is really fascinating. He's done a bunch. He did Looper and Don John mm-hmm. and a bunch of stuff, so uh, that's really cool. Man, a bunch of good stuff on there. Interesting. But yeah. nepotism, obviously, he's really shitty. That's why this score yeah. sucks, as I said. So, uh, But yeah, so uh, Brent, you had kind of brought these up. This is uh, like your trilogy thing. This is your duology mm-hmm. uh, idea for watching movies. So with Maverick, mm-hmm. or sorry, Top Gun and then Top Gun Maverick, and then with uh, Knives Out and then Glass Onion, these are twofers we got right now so uh mm-hmm. uh i know that i liked this movie when it first came out um do you want to talk about your history with this movie brent yeah my wife and i we went to go see this it was at the beginning of 2020 but the movie as we <laughs> <laughs> figured out at the end of the last episode uh came out in 2019 mm-hmm. i was just at the end of that year uh but we saw it in uh, january of 2020 and i really liked it like there was a lot of hype around it i knew it was a murder mystery i didn't really know anything else about it other than it was like um, what do you call it? A a, a large cast of, right. of an ensemble cast. Thank you. There we go. Man, that's why and, uh, she's so good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I knew about that much. Went into it, and I liked it. But I was trying to figure out because there is a once you find out the killer or whatever you know who was nefarious in this movie, right. they do a lot of exposition leading up to it, and I feel like that is rewarded upon multiple rewatches, at least for me, oh, yeah. because I'm still trying to figure out, wait, that name is associated with which actor and what role were they in this? And what was their motivation? Like all this stuff. Um, but I feel like I like this movie more and more each time I watch it. Um, yeah. I kind of feel the same way. Should we, 
should we just go ahead and, and put down a spoiler? I was going to say, here? let's go ahead and do that. Cause I almost said something yeah. in response to you. Uh, and it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to mention anything really about the convoluted story of the, the killer or killers mm-hmm. without doing that. So yes, yeah, spoilers beware. Yes. So this point forward, um, I really don't have anything spoilery to say right off the gate, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I just wanted to go ahead. To. It's like a PG 13 yeah. movie that fuck can come at any time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, you had a correction earlier in this episode mm-hmm. about last episode. I also have one, which is I thought erroneously that Knives Out was a title taken from a Beatles song. No, that's Glass Onion only. Knives Out is taken from a Radiohead song oh. uh, from 2001. I had no idea because honestly, I, you know, Radiohead's not for me. You know, we just don't travel in the same circles. That's not. That makes sense. Not my jam. Uh, yeah. I, I will probably use that song uh, for this episode, mm-hmm. but. Um, Let's see You're not gonna like it though. Uh, 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 a spoon in is more like it. I don't know. I'm just trying to come up with something. So we've, we've been having a problem recently with Spotify emailing us about, hey, it seems like you used this clip of this song in your episodes. It's like, yeah, bitch, we're talking about this shit. Really? Mm-hmm. Did they? Leave me alone. They, yeah, they yeah. said something at one point. Yeah. Yeah. So How? Uh, I don't know. We said fuck so, off. So. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Spotify. So, so um, yeah. So now we made fun of the song, so it's parody or whatever the fuck. So uh, Spotify, leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we go to court over that. They're, the judge is like, mm. I see no jokes here. Denied. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he said spoon in. Um, so uh, regarding the the cast this is the first time i ever remember seeing anna de armas in anything Mm -hmm. and Mm. oh man what a terrific actress she's so Uh, good yeah she's so good uh beautiful woman but also an incredible actress and i i love her performance in this movie in particular because she's so like vulnerable and uh it, it seems like in another movie her character would be the one who killed Harlan or mm. at least somebody that's like you as the viewer would anticipate, Oh, maybe she killed him. But this movie doesn't really do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you're on her side, even though they posit, Oh, she killed Harlan or could have killed Harlan by accidentally overdosing him. We find out, you know, toward the end of the movie, that wasn't the case. She didn't even read the labels when she was taking the shit out. She just knew there was a difference in the color of the chemical and uh, gave him the right one. And I, I love that twist on yeah. it because it gets me every time. I watch this movie far enough, like spaced out that I, uh, or spaced out far enough. I'm not like tripping Narge <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. All the but, mushrooms, um, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I always watch this movie in a forest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, I always forget about that specific note about her knowing the color of the chemical and just instinctively giving him the correct dosage. And that absolves her of, of the sin of, you know, actually going through this process. So it really was just a simple suicide. Yeah. At uh, the end of the day, as we find out. Yeah. I thought about that on the rewatch. And then with the, uh, the script didn't really reveal much to me. It was more about, um, just kind of like nice to relive it that way, but it's really, really close mm-hmm. to what was shot. So, uh, it wasn't like I got a lot of uh, extra stuff, but there were like some motivations that were a little more uh, aware of afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. And just like the the convoluted nature of the the story and everything, it's kind of hard to follow mm-hmm. some. But um, I love that she is 
not who we think she is or, or, or like how it would be in a different story and everything like you said mm-hmm. i like how everything kind of plays out um and she's kind of got her heart on her sleeve the whole time um mm-hmm. yeah and it was really cool what about you amanda what is your history with this movie I'm trying to remember. I, did we go see this with your dad and Danny? We saw it with Danny and Caleb. Danny and Caleb. I don't think, I don't think my dad went with us that time. Though. We were in Oklahoma. I thought he was. Uh, no, it must have been just Danny and we Caleb. We went to see Wonder okay. Woman with him in 2017, yeah. and this was 2019. This was around Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We were in town mm-hmm. uh, every couple of years, it seems, for Thanksgiving up there. I'm pretty sure I didn't really know much about the movie going into it. I think that I just knew it was like a mystery and ensemble cast. Like, I think that you were maybe had shown me a trailer or something, but I don't remember being like, oh, this is a movie we have to go see. Just kind of went along. And then when we got out, I was like, wow, that was a great movie. Um, oh, we were all so impressed over mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Walking out of the theater. I like that it's like a modern day clue, but in a different way. Um, it's there are comedic parts of it, but that's not the main tone of the the movie mm-hmm. it is a true like whodunit um i think that the whole cast is amazing um yeah it's not just an ensemble it's an ensemble and glass onions the same way of like huge amazing people, people. <laughs> and they're all so good and i like all of the different characters and how they interact i like that you sort of i like the way that they reveal the story is like right Sort of the interview by Benoit Blanc, right, is him trying to uncover this story. And it's you see sort of like the story that that character wants put out there versus the truth of what that story is. And then they each have as as they each tell their story, the interactions change in each rendition. Right. With like the people behind the right. by the cake with Harlan that change like each story. They're like, I was by my dad because mm-hmm. I'm his favorite. Right. Like every time he's yeah. blowing out candles, it changes. Or like a fight that they all have in that, like, I guess the sort of den area with the fireplace. Um, everybody would tell it differently. And right. it would be like, like, what was her name? Uh, Joni. Mm-hmm. It's like, I just feel so supported by this family. And I'm, you know. And they clearly are like. They all oh, hate her. <laughs> um, I don't know. Just, That's flam, you know. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I wanted to mention a note. Yeah, because I made a mention how we first saw this movie. But um, we were watching this last night. It was a, it was a cold night. We played this this board game from her youth. Uh, we were sitting, gonna sit in bed and watch this movie. It was really cozy, and I was writing notes. And then I looked over to see what Amanda was doing, and uh, Amanda was darning a sweater. She had a <laughs> she had a hole. In it. I, she sat down with her sewing kit, and I was like, "Are you are you gonna tell me you're gonna pull out a sweater next?" And she pulls out a sweater, and I was like, "You're darning a sweater while watching this movie. That's the perfect activity you could do while watching this movie." So, uh, yeah. and then I wrote down this quote. This was a quote from Amanda after that. She said to herself, I think there's some more on this bobbin. And I was like, God damn it, lady. <laughs> you were such a cute, like, you're a little detective over here. It was so fucking funny. Like, Listen, it was, I love multitasking and I love a theme. What can I tell you? It was so good, man. <laughs> I'm so glad that you brought up the coziness of it because I wrote that down as one of my notes is that this movie feels so cozy, especially when they're outside totally. um, after Benoit's there and he's... Uh, He's smoking a cigar. He's he's talked to Anna de Armas's character and everything. This is kind of just after we found out about her uh, 
I don't know if ability is the right word, but her uh, <laughs> issue where she if she tells a lie, she ends up throwing up and whatnot. She's a superhero. But okay, I get you. Yeah. <laughs> but she's they're, they're on this back patio, and I, I took a photo oh, of yeah. it here uh, just for reference. But it's like a, a fenced-in patio or whatever, and they're sitting out there on lawn furniture, and it's raining kind of lightly mm-hmm. in the background. It just feels like so fucking cozy, right. and I, I didn't really like pick up on that until uh, this rewatch. Um, oh, you're totally uh, right, though. That's yeah. funny, because like when we first saw it, it was like Thanksgiving weekend. It was like cold, and it, mm-hmm. it felt like a perfect theater movie for that. Uh, as I said last week, I think this is one of the last things we saw in the theaters. And um, and then at home, I always think of this as cozy. That's going to be my, one of my only complaints about Glass Onion next week is just that it's a completely different vibe with the island theme. Mm-hmm. And I like it, and it's great, and Benoit is great. But this one is by far my favorite just because it's so cozy and the set design and stuff. I'd written a note about that. The decor, like when they start with the walking through the house, you're following, you're trailing the housekeeper, Fran, and she's going from room to room and you're seeing all the stuff. Mm-hmm. And then finding out later, like he had bought this guy, bought this from a guy in like the late eighties. And like, it's not, it's all kind of like fake <laughs> or from his books. It's like, it's not really like this ancestral old home or whatever. Uh, it just sounds, again, it looks like lush but lived in yeah in a good way and it uh that secret doors and shit like Mm -hmm. uh there's there's such a good feel to the whole thing it feels like a sweater i like that it's like the set design the lighting everything like they like even just the landscape outside is very much like feels like a cold winter day all throughout the movie and Like the mood, the lighting is very moody and there's like a lot of sort of black saturation to it. It's not like a really bright movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But Stephen, like like you said, it is lush, which is a great way to describe me. So. uh, (laughs) (laughs) The look on Amanda's face, she's like, wait, what? Um, let's see. So, uh, I, I, Harlan's motivation or the motivations for Harlan's murder are established early on. Like everybody kind of clearly has their own, um, agendas. Right. And, uh, like he's got multiple kids in this movie and each of them has their own shit going on. And you could see any one of them like choosing to go one way or the other, like Jamie Lee Curtis and her husband played by Don Johnson, um, I love that she's so like straightforward. She's like a ball buster. Right. And then she's like, I, you, you must think I'm fucking stupid. If you think I'm going to tell you this and then like immediately cuts to Don Johnson. He's like, yeah, she fucking knows. <laughs> Just like starts ratting her ass out. Yeah. It's so fucking funny. It's like so I, I love the way this movie is edited. Right. Um, it's so masterfully done because it's just like, like the comedy hits, the suspense uh, is good. <laughs> what a dumb sentence. <laughs> but uh, I, I just really appreciate that. Even like the the weird little like car chase that uh-huh. um, uh, Lakeith Stanfield, whom I fucking love oh in, my in gosh, almost everything. So yeah. good. He's a good addition to this too. He's like that is like the that. dumbest police or like the dumbest <laughs> car chase <laughs> car chase <laughs> I've ever been a part of. And I'm wondering if, because there's something about something being stupid in the next movie, I don't want to spoil anything, where I'm like, I wonder if they're going to mention something being like stupid in whatever the third oh, yeah, movie right. will end up being, because that's kind of like stupidity kind of like is in the DNA of some of these. Yeah, you know? that's a good way to put it. Yeah. 
Uh, well, I, obviously, I would pick up on that. I'm like, I know that. It's like that meme of yeah, that's fucking part. Leonardo yeah, DiCaprio pointing at the TV. Yeah. Uh, the other cop as well, uh, Noah Sagan. Is that how you say his name? Um, yeah. He's, he was in Looper and Brick as well. But, oh, um, okay. He, I like that guy. He uh, also shows up in the next one as a different like bit character, kind of in the background or whatever. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So, He's the guy wow. that's like, I'm not here. I'm not here. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like on the island. That's just like, and like, hey, that's so funny. Yeah. So it's fun oh, that wow. he shows up, I, like, I, wonder, I guess, in a lot of his movies, which is cool. I wonder if it's supposed to be the same character. I know. Like, I thought it'd be cool if like there was a third movie that was like totally separate. Uh-huh. And then, like, they put out, like, a fourth movie. It's, like, the Avengers right. of the fucking <laughs> Knives Out series, you know? Well, it's, he's just called Trooper Wagner in Knives Out, and in Glass Onion, his name is Daryl. So we don't know his first name in this one. It could be Daryl Wagner. Daryl Wagner. Yep. There you go. That's Same it. Same dude. Mm-hmm. So I like that yep. that theory, at least. I love how he's, like, super impressed by the family, and he's almost, and like, and stuff. he's, like, a fanboy, right. almost. And then, like, he's Stanfield is, like... <sighs> I guess let's do this, but like it's a suicide, right? Right. Like, mm-hmm. let's just tie this up. I'm glad you mentioned that. That's what I was trying to get to earlier to circle back to with uh, reading the script and everything. Uh, it, just having it in a different form and like being able to mm-hmm. take apart the movie in a different way. Uh, the f- I thought of this as like in, in Glass Onion, they mention somebody mentions like, oh, you solved this thing. They kind of reference this movie, I think, for briefly or whatever. Uh, oh, they okay. might reference a different story of his, whatever. But I thought if you were to reference this in his world, he went to go solve a suicide and it was a suicide. <laughs> like at the end, if, without all the details, if they were able to keep some of that hidden, uh, obviously there's some news people in this that like follow the story or whatever she gets yeah. announced. But uh, I wonder how much of it would be known that, of his involvement because it doesn't sound like much unless you know the donuts hole and the donuts hole. Like if you yeah. if you can unpack that, it's like so impressive that he did it. Uh, but really, like he just he just they just have the same you know. It's always been a suicide. It ends up a suicide. That's mm-hmm. it. You know. Yeah, and that's that's been Wall's whole thing is he was trying to pack that hole. You know, in the donuts. He's trying to pack that hole inside of a hole. Mm-hmm. He's really good at it. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. his accent. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, yeah, his accent is so perfect. Uh, his character introduction, that was another one I didn't really quite realize. Mm-hmm. The uh, the piano key uh-huh. when he's like in the background. I thought, watching it a few times I have, I thought he was doing that whenever he noticed somebody was lying. But yeah. uh, in the script, they, they call it out specifically, and I noticed it afterwards that... He is trying. He he had told like Keith Stanfield to ask a certain question, and it was when did everybody arrive? Mm. Did they arrive at the same time? That kind of stuff. And so he does that, and then like Keith will be like, "Oh right, um, when did you arrive? When did your wife arrive?" Oh, it's like mm-hmm. a reminder and, to the detectives. Right. I did not. I'd always that. thought it was just him, like his like lie detector, basically going off, which I thought was more fun, maybe. But uh, either way, mm-hmm. it works, I suppose. But uh, his whole introduction and people just been like, "All right, who the fuck is that guy though?" Uh, and then him mm-hmm. like revealing his voice for the first time is just so magical it's just such a movie i love it cool yeah he's a great original character just like out of the gate yeah he's just fantastic you know like i don't want to really know that much about him Mm -hmm. like i've i feel like they could have spent way too much time on him in the second movie like his personal life but they didn't and I'm thankful for it's fun when you get less is more i like you you get like a little glimpse into his life but like it kind of is nicer that he's just like this guy that comes in and is right. really good at solving mm-hmm. mysteries and is a little bit of like an oddball. Right. And 
Yeah, it's like Wolverine. Like, the less you know about him, the better. Exactly. What you find out is like, oh, this man named Logan used to be a little bitch. Okay. Uh. <laughs> You're like, uh, the allure is gone. Yeah, yeah. It just changes a little bit, and you don't always need that backstory. You need, I think little pieces can flesh it out here and there, but you know enough about him and, I don't know, his style and his his style mm. of uh, deduction, you know, throughout the movies. That's all you really need, so... But while we're talking about style, Steven, let's talk about Harlan's dress sense, because I love his character's clothing oh, yeah. in this. There's one point where he's got like a, a pink and like olive green like suit on or whatever. I'm like, God damn. You want to start get me one of those. You want to start dressing like an 85 year old man. <laughs> I, some say I do already. It's either 12, 12 years old or 80 years old. That's my. That's my he range. does have a good look, though. Again, like it's like the mm-hmm. everything. I think costuming, like people talk about, you know, we're talking about sweaters oh, earlier. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. saw a picture yeah. of it. This one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the like suit. a pink striped shirt, right? Mm-hmm. And then he has like. The, uh, the like the cable knit sweater or whatever of uh, uh, Chris's, uh, Chris Evans sweater type of thing, you know, like it was like famous for yeah. this movie, sort of like people like, sort of became like a big thing. Uh, and just all of it. Um, has like a good look to it like people like their dress yeah. matches like the locations it's all very lush but lived in and kind of muted even but in you, a good way you know i kind of wondered about this because we do find out at the end of the movie that chris evans is the shithead of the film right, right? Uh-huh. and as i was watching this i was like i i don't know how or why but i'm going to assume that chris evans is the villain here right. because we all know him as captain america He's mm. he's been a good guy for such a long time. This is his next major movie role, like post Avengers anything. And I was like, I bet they make him the villain. But throughout the bulk of the movie, he seems kind of like the bad boy of, of the, the film, but not a literal bad boy. He's just like, right. I don't care what you do. A little bit of a hot head. Sure. But like, otherwise, he's happy to see his shitty family get screwed over. Then it seems like he's helping Marta for a while. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, OK. And then you find out, you know, the twist or whatever. But he's wearing that blue sweater. And I'm like, visually, do they want to, like, mentally remind us, oh, this Captain America <laughs> can be bad. He can't be a bad guy. He's your, he's your friend. What do you, you think You bring about? up a good point, though, is I don't remember. This is one of those films that I feel like once I watched it, I've watched it for forever. And it, I don't mm-hmm. remember watching it in the theater and really guessing. I don't remember my guesses before. I don't know if I... <laughs> Glommed on to him or not, you know, for who done it. Let me, let me tell you. So, uh, my wife and I, we recently watched the show on Apple TV Plus called Bad Sisters. I'll talk about it on a later episode, but it's very good. All right. I would recommend it to anyone who watches it. But it is a murder mystery. But it is, it's not straightforward. You're like waiting on somebody to be murdered because there's like flashbacks involved and whatnot. But uh, the entire time, I'm so fucking bad at guessing <laughs> the villain and the shit, or like whodunit in a whodunit right. that every time there's a character introduced i was like they fucking did it it's like they they showed up like two seconds ago dipshit like of course it's not gonna be there but it's like it's probably it's that probably guy him. it's probably him yeah it's just an extra in the background you're like it's <laughs> yeah. him yeah. yeah he was like he should have been talking to his scene partner in the background there he wasn't she was talking to him he didn't say anything i bet it was him he kept eye contact half a second too long uh-huh yeah yeah, it was weird. It was weird. Did you call it, though, uh, in the end? Did one of the people you say get, did it? Did they done it? Well, considering I named every person in the show. <laughs> sounds like uh, at some yes, point but you it, guessed it. Sounds like you're doing pretty good there. Did, did Brady make I, a guess I, at all? Did she even make it at all? I mean, like. 
she she was she's a lot better at, at putting mm. details like that together. Like I'd say she's got like a 60/40 chance of getting the the killer correct. Mm, mm-hmm. And she'll even tell me like ahead of time if it's a TV show or whatever. If it's a movie we just like watch the whole thing through. But if it's a TV show like between episodes she she might be like, "Oh, I think it's this person because of this." I'm like, nah, that's insane. And then we get to the finale. It's like, oh, you were fucking right. You were right the whole time. I think like you're no better than no me idea. too. I man. think I am. Yeah. yeah. Like we were watching Wednesday and oh, yeah. I was like. There's kind of a whodunit aspect. To yeah, that. there's a yeah. whodunit aspect to it. And I was like maybe three or four episodes from the end. And I was like, oh, I bet it's this way. I don't know. I didn't know how it would play out. Yeah. But I knew who it involved. I think a lot of films, too, are so convoluted. It's like you can't really guess all of it. This one in particular, mm-hmm. like like you keep saying, like you mentioned like Ransom is the the villain or the bad guy. But it's like, well, he's he was, but he didn't actually kill anybody for at least a while. And then blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's so convoluted. Mm-hmm. I like uh, Glass Onion is that way a little bit, too, where it's like there are multiple mysteries overlaid on top yeah. of each other. And mm-hmm. then. Ryan Johnson does such a great job of weaving them and then unraveling that with Benoit Blanc and us in the audience to be like, oh, this is where that thread actually belongs to. It's a whole different story. Mm-hmm. And then when you get the full reveal, you're like, well, I would never have been able to figure that out, but I might know that this person was involved or this person was shady. Yeah. Uh, but you're much better at picking that up. I, I also you just kind of go with them. You also don't like to. I don't really, if if I'm figuring that stuff out, it's usually because I'm bored. Otherwise, I just, I'm just i just going along with the ride. You I don't, like I don't to like watch it, it unfold right. however they want it to, and I'm like, hmm. Who could it be? And it's partly because I'm yeah. so bad at it. So if I fail a lot, I just don't want to do it. You know, <laughs> or so if you figure it. it out, then it's like really pretty transparent. Then it's probably. Yeah. yeah. And I don't remember like looking back on it now, like some things in this movie, like I thought for one, like Marta's story, we see it in real like that in a flashback, like really early on. So it's not like you're thinking you don't we don't know who she is. Like you're going along mm-hmm. with her as the audience. Right. Uh, yeah. Unraveling the story, but her reveal is like 40 minutes in. Like, it's pretty fast. It's before she's questioned. And then she kind of lies about it and everything. And uh, so it's it's a different whodunit that way. Like, we're not always doing yeah. like who actually did it. There's so much more going on. And I don't know yeah. that I ever guessed Ransom, other than just being an asshole, you know, was really involved. Yeah. Going back to that plain donut, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, so, I, Stephen, was there an instance where when Amanda was darning that sweater last night where you leaned forward a little bit more and you could see a, a bulletin board with yarn and pins on it oh. that was like connecting all the dots and stuff. Yeah. That actually yeah. makes a lot of sense yeah. because uh, I, I wasn't smart enough to understand the connections, but she had made a lot of connections there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I didn't even know what it was, but you're right. It's been in our bedroom the whole time. And also yeah. I think she figured out who killed JFK. I did. It's a state mm-hmm. secret though. Wow. So, wow. She's really deep. She's CIA. Wow. I'm on, I've Man, been you undercover. Go to, you go to Texas yeah. and you take shit to the grave. <laughs> Damn. Uh, what if after all of these years of friendship, I was just like, yeah, I'm, I've actually been undercover this whole time. <laughs> we like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I met you in high school. Yeah, I've been undercover. <laughs> yeah. Started in junior high. Team, like undercover. <laughs> they approached me in soccer in, in seventh grade and uh, I never looked back. I've, yeah. been, I've been part of the program for since, you know, for... One she time. takes out her false teeth, just <laughs> wipes off her makeup, and Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "He was really great watching Top Gun with you, brother. I gotta get out of here." Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> 
I do have to say today I went with a, a friend out to eat and I ordered a glass of wine and they carded me. Oh. And I was like, wow, maybe I do have a little Zeno in me. Like, <laughs> I'm still 37, still getting carded. I still got it. I mentioned that Brent, to me, doesn't look like he's changed very much over time. He's a little more salt and pepper. I think it's a a ruse. Okay, Stephen, cut her mic again. This is... I said he hasn't changed, and you're being rude now. No, Brent looks great. Like... You uh-huh. do, but you have a little salt and pepper. That's the only thing about you that's changed. Yeah, you need some oregano, uh-huh. some basil. <laughs> you need to change it up a little bit. Yeah. Well, I, I bought some oregano from uh, one of the kids uh, near my house, mm-hmm. and they told me it was gonna, you know, I was really going to have a good time with it. And then I bought it, and I was walking up my driveway. I looked at it, and I was like, I don't know how to cook. I don't know what I'm supposed right. to do you, with this. You're so. not even into that. You're like, spaghetti sauce? I don't even know how to make it. Yeah, so I... I just snorted it mm-hmm. and uh, had myself a good trip, you know. I hope it helped. I bet that I fell down great. again is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do need mm-hmm. to ask, how old were we when we all met? Oh, it, younger? Yeah. Well, I'm just mm-hmm. trying to remember if Stephen had hair when wow. we met. Yes, he did. He did? Wow. Stephen? <laughs> That's a good... Remember when I said cut I know. You were right about it. But also, I'm thinking back, I'm like, did Brent know me with hair? I don't know. I did, yeah. Did just he? barely, Wow. Was it buzz cut? Yeah. Uh, he had some on top. He it was no beard, right. like no facial hair. So I I, I told it. Stephen years ago, it's like yeah, his hair migrated right. from the the top to the bottom. <laughs> it flew south for the winter and never went back. And I like it that way. It's just why it's such a hairy body as well. I don't. So no. that was oh, that was fifteen years ago because wow. we uh, we all started hanging out in two thousand eight. And uh, according to math, it was 15 years ago, so uh, whatever that would be. So I would have been 25? Yeah, so we were like 23-ish. I don't know. I've lost track of time and age. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and I I started really losing my hair at 24. Wait, I was still still in college. 22, 23? And I think I graduated at like, yeah, 21 or 22. 22 or 23. She so went for four years after we were 18. Wow. 19, 20, 21, 22. Okay, so I was 22. <laughs> wow. Steven, her mind just went Benoit blank. She's going to keep track with that one. But I just remember because you guys came to my college graduation. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yep. Man, flashback. Uh, yeah, this is like a weird thing. I've, I'd forgotten about having hair ever knowing Brent. That is that is wild to me. Mm-hmm. Although yep. it did hurt. I'm sorry. It, it I'm not trying. It's a truth. It's a truth. I'm not trying to yuck either of your guys' yums. You're both very wow. attractive you men. You don't okay? yuck my uh-huh. yum anytime. You love my bald head, so I appreciate you uh-huh. very much. Uh, yeah. Plus, I'm a cheap Steven, date. She, she won't stop winking. Yeah, That's weird. well, <laughs> when you said that, she's like, "Yes, I love it." It Wink. makes me uncomfortable too, but it's yeah. fine. Uh, <laughs> no, just when I'm stressed, I just oh. rub it. Like I ate some spicy stuff earlier. It might be sweaty up there. You gotta be careful. <laughs> it's really bad. Oh my god! <laughs> spicy chicken sandwich. Yeah, it's like it was like a, a chili that I made. I was like, "Woo!" And I realized, like, "Oh, I'm so yeah. sweaty." It is true. I can tell whenever something's spicy to him because he's just like dapping his head with a, a paper towel. Yeah, that's how I get rid of it. This is true. <laughs> it just like seeps it's out like, of the pores. Sweaty. I get, and I'm like, "This is not spicy, right?" Like, I'm definitely white boy spicy. It is not. I, it is mild. <laughs> this is why I can't eat really spicy that's stuff. The episode title. <laughs> <laughs> I can't eat really White spicy White boy stuff. mild? Is that what it was? Maybe. White boy spicy. White boy spicy. <laughs> I can't, I couldn't 
stomach or, or my mouth couldn't eat really spicy stuff. But also, I'm pretty sure like a cartoon, my ears would turn red and they would <laughs> exhale steam, you know? <laughs> right. So... Because just look at the top of my yeah, head. So I, f- I feel like as an Indian person, I should let all the other Indian people know that uh, Stephen is not trying to make a, a turban. He's just dabbing his right. head Thank full you. Of, of sweat. Yeah, it's trying not to get a cultural that precipitation off right. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. just mm-hmm. a sweaty person, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> when, I get, when I get spicy. Yeah. Yeah. So, absolutely. man, it happens. Uh, I had a note that I wanted to mention. Amanda and I were keeping track of this. This is as best as we could do of uh, all the country that the, the family says oh Marta is from. Do you have a list? That was my next note. <laughs> yep. Perfect. What do you have? All right. So what we got was Ecuador, Paraguay, Uruguay, and then uh, later on, Brazil. Yeah. Ransom says Brazil. That's so funny. Uh, there's the Guatemala mm, in there okay. as well. Uh, I missed. What, what was the first one you said? Ecuador. Ecuador. I missed that yeah. one. Damn, I thought I was Same only going to capture Ecuador. all of them. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Don Johnson. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, in his, like, interview. No, he says, I think it's um, Jamie Lee Curtis says Ecuador. Oh, she and does And then first. Don Johnson yeah. says Paraguay. And then later on, he says Uruguay. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, Brazil, I, but I tried to look up, and then you said, what was the other one? Uh, Guatemala? Uh, Guatemala. I tried to look up where she's actually from. As far as I remember, they mm-hmm. don't actually say that. She doesn't ever say it. They're yeah, just, I thought they did for some reason. I feel but like they did too, but I couldn't. I, couldn't, I didn't see it in the script. I, guess not. I didn't. Uh, I don't remember when I. I watched a little bit of it today, just uh, mm-hmm. refresh my brain before the record, and I didn't see it in there. I tried to look it up online, and it just kept pulling up these lists of like the alternative ones. And I was like, "But well, yeah. I, I feel bad. Like, where is she from?" <laughs> and I honestly don't know. So. I looked her up, uh, Anna de Armas, and she's actually of Cuban and Spanish descent. So maybe she's none been, of that shit. Yeah, maybe her character is also Cuban. And they all just say all this I'll be honest shit. with you. Like, I when I saw that, when they got the country wrong the first time in the movie, like when we went to, to the theater mm-hmm. and watched it, because I think like uh, Guatemala, maybe Ecuador, I, I, I totally missed that one. Whatever the first one is, whenever they say a different one the next time, I immediately caught it because that shit happens to oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> People think I'm Spanish all the time. I was like, I get You're this. Sensitive to this, it, yeah. I, this I'm feeling this so much. Right. But uh, yeah, very it's funny, a funny, very funny shit. joke though that, that goes through. Uh, there are a little, that's the stuff where like, it's also just re- rewarding to rewatch this movie over and over again uh, for a lot of different jokes and a lot of different yeah. things that are like throughout the movie. I, one that I didn't catch and then I had to read about later on and it, I, it's in the script as well, like written there is uh, Harlan's uh, portrait above the mantle changes throughout the movie. It's like, what it was, does? yeah. He will be like the first time you see him, he's like like grimacing, and then like by the end of the movie, he's like smiling because Marta won, uh, oh. and like throughout it, I think it changes two like or three or four times where he looks like different ways, uh, and I still haven't. Mm-hmm. I'm so involved in everything else in the movie, I don't really catch it. No, but I've heard yeah. it multiple times. You have you found like a the changes on there? There's at least like a couple of them, and uh, but there's like these little details like that that are just so fascinating. Yeah, there's one where he's like straight faced, and one where he has just like a little smirk. Right, and that's like probably mm-hmm. the ending one. Yeah, when he's like happy that she uh, she won or whatever. So that was fun. You know, this is the first time I ever remember seeing Christopher Plummer in anything. He may have been in other stuff I saw a long time ago. I just didn't have mm. reference for him as an actor. Really? And I, rem- I remember first hearing about him uh, it, at replacing some problematic actor in that Mark Wahlberg oh, right. movie from years before this came out. And I thought, oh, okay, so he's just like an older actor. I, 
I didn't have any reference for him or his work. But then I watched this movie. I thought, oh, man, what a fucking delightful character. Oh, great. I, he, he's so warm. I really thought he was going to be, just based on the movie poster alone, he seems like he's like a mean old rich guy. Mm-hmm. But you watch the movie, and that's not the case at all. He's like he's very lovely. loving. He's so good. But, but he sees his kids are fucking assholes. Right. <laughs> so he's like, I'm cutting you off. I'm going to give everything to the nurse who took care of me and is my he's friend. He's like, I've created monsters. I didn't realize mm-hmm. it. Now I've recognized it. So you get nothing. Yeah. And they are all they are all terrible people. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he's from the Sound of Music. Yes, he's Captain. Uh, he's like Von Trapp. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's been in stuff for a long time, but I. It's like once you said it, I was like, yeah, he's in this movie. I'm like, I know him from things, but I couldn't just like is, pull it out of my head very well. Is Von Trapp? Is he? Is that a villainous character? I haven't seen that movie in forever. No, he's a good he's guy. He's the main one. Um, he's the dad of all of the kids that hires the oh, nanny, okay. and then or the. I mean, pair. it seems like, like with the name Von Trapp, he's going to be one of the Nazis. He's not you know? a Nazi. He's one of them that are fleeing Austria or wherever it is. Yeah, because I think he's actually helping. I think he's helping, like. The allies. I don't know. It's been a while. You know who I know him from? Mm-hmm. National Treasure. He's, He's uh, the dad. Oh, never seen it. You never seen National Treasure? Oh, man. No. National what? Treasure. <laughs> 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 this is, Amanda Silence is, is... I was a good dad joke. Uh, yeah. he, he's in it briefly. He's... Uh, He's like the patriarch of the family that like tells uh, his grandson about this treasure that's been you know lost or whatever, and uh, and his grandson ends up being Nick Cage and it's like his story throughout the movie. So he's just mm. he just plays like this cool old guy a lot where he's just like full yeah. of wisdom and he's just such a good actor. I think at some point we need to watch National Treasure with Brent. Yeah, is, is that a two parter? It is, is a two parter. Oh my god. There we wow. go. And I haven't seen Book of Added Secrets, the, the sequel, in a yeah. long time. There's a new TV show I found the other day, too, on Disney+. Plus. I didn't even hear Disney about it coming Plus, out yeah. until I just saw it mm. up there. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the the first movie I like a lot. The second one could have been better. But uh, the first one's a lot of just like good old style, you know, action, comedy, adventure type of movie. Is cool. Justin Bartha? He right. is, and he is a delight. He's so good in it. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And then uh, Diane Kruger. Is her name? She is also a delight yeah. in that movie. Oh, Freddie's sister. Right. But she mm-hmm. doesn't haunt dreams. She, well, he haunts nightmares. She haunts dreams because Diane Kruger's pretty. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Nick Cage is like, we have to find the national treasure. And she goes, I think we do, bitch. You know, yeah. whatever. Nick Cage. But, you know, like a funny version. In of that it. role is so Nick Cage. But it's like. I don't know. There's something just so enjoyable about that period of time. Gone in 60 mm-hmm. seconds. Great mm-hmm. Nick Cage movie. Right. There's like a whole era that we really like, like a lot of Nick Cage yeah. stuff. In. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good one. And he's like one of those actors that you're like, I hate to say it, but I kind of like him. Like he's become <laughs> he, sort of a, like a running joke. Like people you are. You talked like, about this recently. Yeah. I was like, he has some of the best and some of the worst performances, but they're always Nick Cage. They're always something. He's like Nickelback. This might not work for you. <laughs> As an actor. Nickel Cageback? Nickelback Cage? Uh, I don't know. I, I find like I like him way more than I dislike him in yeah. anything. Uh, I, I feel like he's been in so many things, especially there for a little while. He was doing a lot of uh, directed like yeah. home video type of movies, but he since had a uh, cage of mm-hmm. and um, 
been in the the public eye a little bit more with like bigger productions. Right. Like I watched the movie Pig oh, that yeah. he was in, and I really thought it was going to like turn into some like wild Nick Cage movie or whatever. But no, it was like very like subdued mm-hmm. and really well done. Mm-hmm. I, I and it's like really his favorite it. movie. I watched a quick last Nick Cage thing. I watched some of those like. Uh, YouTube videos were hit with him where they'd be like um, complete the auto autocomplete from Google yeah. or whatever you know and they'd like rip off things and he'll like answer stuff and he seemed as he seemed charming while completely disinterested in the exercise and he's like I do not <laughs> use the internet I do not use social media I don't like these questions but I will answer some of them mm-hmm. and he just mm-hmm. it was a perfect mix of what I feel like a real celebrity would feel like where you're like, I don't really want to mm. be doing this interview, but I have a movie coming out and they make me. Yeah. yeah. And, and this I is what's popular now. I am contractually obligated right. to do press. And then it was still, mm-hmm. but then he was really charming and he did tell some cool stories. So yeah, it was, uh, and pig was one that he mentioned that it was one of his favorite performances of his. So it was great. I, I wonder if you as a wonderful cook, Steven, if how you would feel about that movie. Interesting. I, uh, I, I just feel like, uh, because it has food in it. <laughs> but is he cooking Ratatouille, Stephen. I think you would love it. It has a little rat-making uh, foods. I do love it, and I do love foods. I didn't realize that pig mm-hmm. had anything to do with foods. I thought it was basically John Wick with a pig. That's kind of what I thought. And it, right. Uh, that's what I was expecting. There's a pig involved, but uh, he's uh, a chef. Oh. Mm-hmm. That is so much more interesting than I even knew. So, yeah, I got to check that one out. I, I've heard such good things from you and everybody. Just haven't yet. So, uh, and then uh, what is it? The Beast? Is that what it is on FX? Oh, that, that show about. Yeah, you mentioned that, uh, that. It's about like the deli uh, with the guy yeah. coming back to run. I watched like yeah the first episode of that, and it was it was good, mm-hmm. but I haven't watched more of it. I think it was a little more traumatic than I thought. I, at first, oh, I was yeah, like, oh, right. I can get through this. This is good, but mm-hmm. yeah, restaurants are uh, hellish landscapes to me a little bit working mm-hmm. at them yeah. your personal nightmare a little bit it used yeah. to not be but um it's a lot of stress um i i oh, wanted to mention maybe. uh yeah <laughs> a couple other actors in this too uh there's a, a secret cameo of joseph gordon levitt a voice cameo as uh detective hard rock he makes a phone call during it uh joseph gordon levitt is in every ryan johnson movie he's in all the star wars movies um so you probably don't notice his voice i think in one we looked yeah. him up recently in uh oh in in Glass Onion, Joseph Gordon, I'll spoil that now for the next episode. Joseph Gordon Levitt mm-hmm. is the sound of the bong that goes around the island at a certain time. It's like, bong. I heard about that. Yeah. But what is he in this movie? In this one, he's a detective, Detective Hard Rock. Calling voice, voice cameo. I don't know. Oh. Guys, it's just Wikipedia. I don't have every answer. You should. It's just <laughs> a part in there. Someone calls, like, like it's Stanfield or they call Marta or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's, it's Joseph Gordon Levitt on the phone. Interesting. So he's always in some Ryan Johnson part. For every movie, that's since cool. they worked on like Brick and everything together. Uh, also, mm-hmm. M. Emmett Walsh is in this. He's the security guard. I just like. I recognized him oh from God. Home Improvement. Yeah, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I love that dude so much. Uh, I remember him from this movie called Camp Nowhere. He's just like one of those character actors uh, you'll always like see. I can hear his voice in my head. I don't think I can do it though. Um, and then another one I only realized today I was so excited about was Harlan's counsel, Alan Stevens, the guy that comes to read the will, is fucking Frank Oz. He, oh yeah, Frank Oz mm-hmm. is Yoda. Uh, I'm like, and Miss Piggy, and, Piggy oh and Fozzie my, Bear. What? Yeah, and I totally did not mm-hmm. realize that was him. I I've seen mm-hmm. pictures of him, but not recently. I didn't realize he was still like doing things. 
uh, I was floored when I found that out today. I love so. his scene because it's like he clearly has done nothing to prepare any of the documents because the oh, yeah. the <laughs> woman who stands behind him is like the one who's like done all of the work and uh, he's like and uh, blah blah blah. She's like sixty million. Sixty he's like, million. Right. Yes. Sixty million. And I'm like, can she just read the will off? Like she clearly. Yeah. Uh, there's those little details, she, character details I love so much in this, yeah. She keeps pointing at the page. He's like, oh, oh, uh, yeah, oh, uh, yeah. And just, yeah, keeps spitting right, out information. Right, and he's like, oh, I like he just here and here. stops at a certain yeah. point. It's like, Dude, I'm like, is on. he I, incapable of reading what's on the paper? <laughs> like, after he goes through and details that, and there's a big kerfuffle amongst the family, family and everything, uh, later there's, uh, I think, Marta and Ransom drive off, and then... After that, it shows Frank Oz sitting on the couch with his arms folded and everyone is yelling at him. He's like, what do you want from me? I just read the fucking letter, dude. Yeah, he has a a part. Someone says like something about like uh, and and, uh, Alan over there is useless. And he's like, great. And he just stands up to leave. And in the script, it says that he's like using that as his excuse. He's happy to leave. And I was like, yeah, they played that really well. It's so funny. Like these little jokes and stuff. Um, so, uh, I think Amanda has to go fairly soon to go finish packing. I have to pack. But, uh, I definitely wanted to, to get to, uh, Benoit's explanation at the end. Uh, it's so fascinating when he does unravel everything. You kind of, you kind of got along in the journey, but I think I didn't understand everything, like certainly until he starts explaining it. I love the look Mm -hmm. of it. He puts his tie like in his shirt and he rolls his sleeves up. Yeah. What is that? It's a good look though. Like just being like, he's like, I'm about to tell this is like crazy story i have to put my tie away why do men do that though because like i've seen that in other movies (laughs) i've never seen that i've done it for this movie before tuck it away so it doesn't Mm -hmm. get on my tie because the tie is really hard to clean Um, like a shirt like you'd either have to dry clean it or probably not clean it at all uh because the material and stuff i like to do that sometimes uh if it's real windy here in the great state of Mm. oklahoma sometimes i'll come back from lunch or whatever and I'll throw my tie over my shoulder and like mess my hair up a little oh, bit. Yeah. Like, wow, it's real windy out there today. <laughs> you like I have, like one person. I have seen <laughs> the throwing the tie over your shoulder when you eat mm-hmm. or whatever thing. Mm-hmm. But I've also seen in like movies, like men like tuck their tie and stuff. I'm like, I, I don't get it. It's not like often in real life or yeah. anything, but I've certainly done it. And then I love his look of it. Just the rolling up the sleeves and stuff. It's just like after he's been mm-hmm. so put together. And then he's like, this is me being wild. Yeah. I have to put my tie away, <laughs> sir. Yeah. You know? Uh, and I just love that. Um, but the, uh, so one thing I wanted to mention specifically is the, uh, you mentioned earlier, Brent, the the throw up, the puking mm-hmm. when you lie, uh, I think is a very fun thing throughout the movie. It is a fun tell of hers. It is a good joke. It's a good callback every time it happens. The fact that she doesn't throw up sometimes is really fun, how she can lie or get through things. Mm-hmm. Um, Amanda pointed out best when we watched it where she, she leaned over when, whenever Ransom is attacking her and stuff. And she's like, did you ever realize that I only watched this scene out of the corner of my eye ever because I can't watch it. And I feel the same way. Like it's so disgusting and Ransom is covered in puke. It is so hard. Are you talking about the vomit punch? Yes. The vomit punch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it is so hard to watch that scene. I, yeah. I think that um, uh, there's something called emetophobia, which is like a real intense fear of vomiting. And I don't think I have that, but I have like a real aversion to throw up like. Oh, I love it. I mean, nobody (laughs) likes throw up, but that said he loves it. 
<laughs> but like that's the worst part of the movie for me. I get that it's her mm. tell and whatever, but I'm like it happens like six times in the movie. She like throws up outside um in the vase. In the vase. She goes to the bathroom and throws up. She throws up in her like cup. Oh, that one's pretty gross. Yeah. That yeah, that's gross. Uh, and yeah. gets in immediately and I'm Ugh, like, doesn't it? God, smell? doesn't it smell like it? <laughs> and I literally am like I have to prepare myself. Like, I'm like, okay, I think there's a throw up scene coming soon. I have to like brace myself for it because it's just Mm -hmm. so gross to me. Yeah. And then the ending. Yeah, it's not, it's not good. Uh, And it's definitely chonky. Oh, God. Whenever you see it on Chris Evans' face. (laughs) It's just like, wow. They're really just like pelted. I imagine them like stuffing like uh, mixed berries and like oatmeal and shit into a t-shirt cannon and just like shooting that directly at Chris Evans' face. He doesn't even wipe his face off. I know. It's so gross. He just like, there's like a chunk of carrot or something. I'm like, I can't. I cannot. If if that happened to me, all of the windows in the house would shatter from the ear piercing scream mm. I would have from having somebody else's bile on my face. Like that is so fucking it's gross. So disgusting. Ugh. Yeah. But but it's a good look. So I can deny it. <laughs> you can't say it's not, you know. I mean, I guess we kind of had to expect that that was gonna gonna come into play at some point. It's like yeah. such a weird quirk to put as a character trait to yep. not have that play off in some big way at the end i had heard people talk about glass onion as well that you can really follow what's going to happen throughout the movie with the foreshadowing that happens in the first like 20 minutes and they were like it's because mm-hmm. everything in knives out is that way and i've only noticed it upon rewatching, but it's like clearly like her thing like things that are in jokes or or repetitive jokes come back in a big way always and like one of them earlier on i only really caught this viewing was uh harlan's talking about ransom and he says he doesn't even know like what the real world is anymore. He doesn't know the difference between a real knife and a stage prop. And then that's what he stabs her with oh. later. And he doesn't know. That's so funny. There are, it looks as if there are real knives on there, but he does not grab one. And I'm like, it's so See, perfect. I didn't pick up on that. Mm-hmm. I picked up on a different thing, which is whenever Harlan mentions Ransom, uh, he's talking to, uh, I guess, Marta. And they're, it's like when they're up in the, the attic or whatever after mm-hmm. the, the party, they're just sitting there before they play Go or whatever. And um, he talks about how there's so much of him in that kid, meaning uh, Ransom. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, like in the foreground, there's a knife-shaped letter opener that pans across the foreground and it visually slices Harlan's neck. Oh, my goodness. So I'm like, I wonder if that's oh, I, a tell. I think it's 100% meant to be in there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Man, wow. it's something like that. I like, have to go back and watch that. I mentioned briefly Steven, mm-hmm. uh, Steve Yedlin, who's the cinematographer. I'd followed him on Twitter when I was still on there, but he posts a lot of great stuff about filming techniques and cinematography, and it's just really fascinating. He's very open about it. But the more I've paid attention to his work with Ryan Johnson, I've been like just floored by the, the setups that they do and the payoffs uh, and the looks of the films. They just, like, this one has like this sumptuous film feeling to mm-hmm. it, you know, like an old school movie. Mm-hmm. I just feel it's as good as I love to watch Clue all the time or whatever. And I have that same kind of nostalgia for it. I feel this nostalgia for this movie like instantly. So always good to rewatch it. Um, Any final thoughts for anybody? Brent, do you have more notes? Did you want to mention? I've got a a couple of uh, quick ones. Um, You know, they, he 
mentions uh, Benoit mentions that dogs are a pretty good judge of character mm-hmm. and uh you know they love Marta and then whenever Ransom shows up like the first time we see Chris Evans character he gets out of his car the dogs show up yeah. and start barking yeah. at him and everything so it you know that's laid in there from the beginning um again this is like I literally just watched this movie today and with like all of this information I'm like did I watch that because <laughs> this is like some like wild shit like the paintings thing right, so right. it's crazy mind. yeah it's fun um and it wasn't until after I saw this movie that I heard about the uh, the thing where Apple doesn't let villainous characters use iPhones mm, in movies. Mm-hmm. What? And I I tried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a dumb thing. And so it's it's doubly weird whenever you're watching like an Apple TV Plus show, <laughs> and you know there's a villain in this, and you're like, but what phone are they supposed to use? Because do you advertise for a different brand or like what do you do right. there? You know, it's kind of strange. Um, but for this, evidently, people picked up that Chris Evans, even though like all the other family members had iPhones, he uses a phone that's not an mm. Apple phone. And uh, I, I didn't, I, I tried to watch for it this time, but I, I missed it if it shows like what it huh. was or whatever. But uh, yeah, evidently, people picked up on that, and uh, I thought that was an interesting fact. Yeah, it's almost like a little meta commentary on now. They're like, yeah. amongst all the other clues we're going to put on here, we're going to put this one and see if anybody notices. Like Amanda, I don't think would ever even know that existed to look for. Mm-hmm. But, uh, mm-hmm. I but now I'm like, it. oh, is that going to be a big tell? Yeah. Like, Well, I'm, I mean, it is a thing in real life where, you know, you're in a text thread with a bunch of people and it, maybe it's a new one or whatever and you have everyone in there and you start sending messages and you're like, well, let me respond. You send your message and you see it's green mm. instead of blue. You're like the somebody in here. Peer pressure <laughs> just sets in. Yeah. yeah. The mystery is afoot. Maybe a shin even. Like it's. Oh man. We got to figure this shit yeah, out. You know. Bring, it, bring in Benoit. Yeah. Benoit Blanc. I would. I would love to name this group chat, but we can't because somebody's in here with these green tits. <laughs> Not one answer. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Um. Um. And then, uh, yeah, the donut hole bit you already touched mm. on. So that's that's the bulk of all of my stuff. I think we hit everything that I had one way or the other. I I wanted to uh, have everybody real quick do their best Benoit impression of a donut hole in the donuts hole is the line. <laughs> so uh, would you like to go around, Mandy? Want to start us off on that? Can I do my yeah. other impression instead of that? You can do whatever you'd like. Ransom. <laughs> is that you? <laughs> <laughs> she pulled that out last night. It was really good. That's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do like that. Brent, do you want a, uh, a donut hole in the donuts hole? <clears throat> a donut hole in a donuts <laughs> hole, boy. No, season one Homer. Oh, man, not Fuck. again. God damn it. Stephen, what about you? Let's hear yours. <clears throat> it's like the pressure now, you know. I know. <laughs> yeah, this is what you did to yeah. us. Yeah, I know. And then I was <laughs> like, I'm not doing that. You guys suck about it because yeah. you all didn't do it. <laughs> Oh, for for the listener, Stephen is frantically wiping his bald. I I am. It's sweaty up here. It also doesn't want I'm nervous. Oh man, I lost her earbud. Her earbud. Oh no. She a golden retriever just I, went, lost in her house. Bork, bork. I was told not to click it, and now I'm like, where's the click? I don't know. Just do not do not mess this up. This yeah. late in the game. No. Uh, a donut hole in the donuts hole. That's gonna That's be my pretty hands. good. So I threw that out there. Uh, any last thoughts for you, Amanda? This is totally random, but I just love the scene with Chris um, Evans. Evans. Mm-hmm. I was like, not Pratt, not Pine. Oh, my not God. Hemsworth. I know. Yeah. Yeah. All the Chris's. Yep. Whenever he's mm-hmm. like, eat shit. 
Oh, and oh, yeah. you can eat shit, <laughs> and you can eat shit. I was like, oh yeah. my god, he's really great in this role too. We've all been in a family situation where you're like, god, I wish I could just tell him what I really thought, and he just like mm-hmm. does it. He's just an asshole. But yeah, yeah that's pretty mm-hmm. amazing. If, if he wasn't such a shithead to Edie Patterson's character, mm. uh, the what is her I name? Think she, I can't I think remember she's what a housekeeper, right? Yeah, yeah. Fran. Fran. Fran, there yeah. we go. Uh, if she, he wasn't such a shithead to her, mm-hmm. I would have been on his side a bit yeah, more. Yeah, I know. But uh, but otherwise, like he's he's one of those villains that you love to yeah. hate. One of those he's good at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, any other last thoughts for you, Brent? No, no. I feel like I've uh, talked all I can talk about this movie, and, and there's so much more to discover. Evidently, I know, right? On later viewing, so I have no yeah. idea. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Uh, well, it's certainly yep. fun talking about this with you guys today. Thank you, Amanda, for being on the show with us. You're welcome. Um, next week, we will come back and do Glass Onion, the sequel to this movie. So I'm looking yes. forward to that. We're going to also plan on a guest. We're not going to announce it yet, maybe just in case, because mm-hmm. always something right. happens. Uh, but <laughs> that should be fun as well. So come back for that. Um, as usual, all of our info is in the show notes. If you'd like to contact us, please rate, review us on your favorite podcast apps. Five stars is always appreciated. And let your friends know so more people can find us. And definitely come back next week for Glass Onion. Brent, yes. it was lovely to have you today. Brent was also a first-time Thank guest. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Which was yeah. lovely. I do the show Knocked every week by myself. Uh, yeah, he was really... He was, 50% pretty good. Maybe 60. But um, you were great, 100%. I'll take Thank that. Thank you. Um, even this this other guest right here, Brent, he liked you uh, as, a, as a good guest. So thank you for coming on as always, Amanda. We love you. Um, yeah, I'm going to say that. Whatever. Brent's, Brent's a great friend. In 15 years, <laughs> he loves you too. Uh, all right. Until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. I'm Amanda. And let's talk later. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on now. Just one minute, though. It is I, Ben Blanc, and I'm here to say that uh, I wanted to make a cameo appearance on this and here podcast <laughs> to let you know I have solved a mystery from the last episode. For you see, you had a soda beverage. It was a mystery Fanta oh, flavor, and you could not right. solve it, you little brown boy. No judgment on race. I'm just distinguishing you from the other gentleman, the bald one. I didn't even have to sip it. I simply looked across it, and I thought... What is this telling me without telling me too much? And I come to the conclusion that because it's blue, they want you to side with something that is blueberry flavored, or you know, something like that, cotton candy or whatever, what have you. And like, why do they want me to think that? Well, it's because they want to hide the truth. And the truth is that the mystery phantom flavor was creamsicle all along. What? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had no idea. That's how they get you. Creamsicle. Yep. As orange as the color of the brown boy shirt today. <laughs> I like that this is like half Benoit Blanc and half like Southern, like charismatic pastor. Well, I have to go. I got a mint julep waiting for me on my patio. So y'all take care now, you hear? Foghorn Leghorn away! The clicky thing. There, you can click the the earbud uh-huh. and it'll like do things and, and be, I've done it before an accident and it like started iTunes okay. and I was like no and it stopped recording so I was just trying to tell you when you put it in your to try not to click it okay did you call it an earbud yeah I do it every time <laughs> <laughs> the golden retriever that I'm wearing in my ear yeah right right of course okay I just want to make sure we're all aware yeah. okay good because we're on yeah. the same page okay good can you hear yeah because okay? if you called it mm-hmm. like air buddies that's a litter of puppies uh, uh. And honestly that's fucked up <laughs> 
He just has two puppies in his, like, hanging out of his ears. I'm Cruella DeVille. Mm -hmm. We are a puppy mill. I've been doing this to breed (laughs) air buddies to spread to the world. (laughs) And listen, it's a good thing, and I'm getting bought out by Apple, so... Hi, sharks. You know how you hate puppies and the whole world hates puppies? I've created a puppy murder plan. What? I'm bankrupt? That's right. Everyone loves puppies. Uh, Yeah, puppies are amazing. Record on three. One, two, three. Record. No, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, I'm going. I'm going. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Okay. So record on three. Oh, no. Four, two, three. Oops. I think we're good. Yeah. Oops. All berries. Oh, man. That's the best. Yeah. Kind of. I, I feel like if if you were to cause like some type of major disaster and then you go <laughs> you turn to, to a crowd of onlookers, you just turn around to them and go, oops, all berries. I think at least one person would have to laugh. You know, It'd be one of us. Yeah. In like, the audience. That's OK with me, though, because that's funny. Sure. So. That, hosp- that hospital is wrecked. But I mean, like. That one guy laughed. He thought it was funny. He's a serial uh, connoisseur. So it's uh, it's kind of like a Steve Urkel phrase. It's like an oops, I uh, you know, or did, did I do that? It's mm-hmm. like an oops, all berries could be like your Were catchphrase. You say oops, I did it again. Uh, Steve Urkel is Britney Spears, right? <laughs> <laughs> this summer, Steve Urkel, a fictional character, is Britney Spears. <laughs> On the news? Oh man! Okay, <laughs> sure. Hmm. Hmm. Do you think Captain Crunch has ever killed anyone? <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna be one of those shows. It's gonna be one of those okay. shows. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, man. Look at. I think he's one of those guys that's probably happened, but he didn't mean it. And oh really? Okay. He regrets it, but also he mm. got away with it. Yeah. You know, he looks shifty in his eyes, but like in a good-hearted way. Yeah. You? What do you think? I I don't know. Like he he seems like fairly good natured, but I feel like maybe there's something very dark in his past that right. he's trying to compensate for, you know? Like he's so fixated on uh making weird little uh candy pieces that will destroy the roof of your mouth mm, and mm-hmm. then like putting berries in there for some reason, fake berries. Um like what else is going on in his past, you know? Is is it time to cancel the captain? Oh, God. I don't know. I mean, at, on the one hand, I think it's delicious. On the other mm-hmm. hand, it's like it's fake berries, right? Like, what are they? Mm-hmm. Where'd they come from? Yeah. Are they just dehydrated other berries from a mystical land that he's been to? And we don't know. Maybe it's a magical thing he's bringing us. I don't know. Like bananas. Why mm-hmm. is it so easy and cheap to buy bananas here? It doesn't make any sense. I can't grow bananas here. Where do they come from? Oh. Where are his berries from? That's what I'm saying. Barry Gate. That. Barry Gate. <laughs> There's got to be a, like a, a guy in the world named Barry Gate, right? He's like, oh His no. Full, full name, Barreled, Barreled Gate. <laughs> yeah, I knew a Barreled once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he was uh, he was a good guy. He worked with me a few years ago. I think I introduced him to you at a party. I think so. He had uh, he told me that one time Donkey Kong threw him at Mario. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, because he had that scar uh, on his knee. He did. Yeah, and, we and were... he 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 did say 
Now, when I say Scar, I don't mean Scar from the Lion King. <laughs> However, I did get a tattoo of Scar on top of my scar. Like, it was just a coincidence. I right. had it scheduled. Right. And I didn't want to miss my appointment because you got to pay 20 bucks to cancel and all this. It was a whole thing. Totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. Barreled, wild guy. Interesting, though, because him. he's buttoned up, really, but then you take you just give him some khaki shorts or a cut-off jean mm-hmm. short, and all of a sudden you got a story going. You know, you see, yeah. you see Scar there, and he's like, that, let me tell you about the real Scar mm-hmm. inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Touches his heart. Yeah. <laughs> the thing I like about Barold's uh, cut-off jean shorts <laughs> is that not only were they Daisy Dukes, but they also had a deep V on them. Oh, yeah. Now, I've never seen uh, a V crotch mm-hmm. set of Daisy Dukes before. <laughs> But, I mean, like, he pulled him off. He looked good at him. Yeah. And you can't deny that. He, I mean, you could try. It's not going to do you any Mm -mm. good, you know. Mm -mm. Um, He pulled him off both figuratively and literally. Later Um, that night. Yeah. He had a a couple of Zimas, and he was just really going off, you know. (laughs) Sure does have alcohol in it, but, like, the the sugar intake alone just, like, spiked him and, like, pushed him over the edge, yeah. Well, it's funny you mention that because I've heard of putting Jolly Ranchers in a Zima to flavor it, but Mm -hmm. I don't know if you noticed, but in barrels, at the bottom of barrels, uh, cup, I noticed Mm -hmm. floating in the bottom and floating on the top are some crunch berries. Oh, I never connected that. How deep does this conspiracy go? He had him speared through like a, um, like he would do an olive and a martini. Yeah, interesting. He he spent a lot of time because they're, they're fragile. And you gotta Absolutely. kind of bore a hole in there so slowly. <laughs> yeah. But if anything, Barrel's not boring. Yeah, very true. Very true. He's got some would say almost too much going on <laughs> in this slight story that we're telling about him. I don't know because he's like a full person, you know, and it's hard not yeah. to talk about him in the full breadth of his uh, his awareness and his his energy. You know, I still feel like mm-hmm. Barrel's with me. Well, God, I thought he was behind me. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. wow. All you have to do is say his name 348 times and he will appear. Oh, no. That's the scariest part, you know? <laughs> he, he's like an exhausting candy man. Listen, that and that hurts your hurts your teeth, all that candy. So mm-hmm. it is exhausting. You're right. With the amount of people like out on Halloween trick-or-treating and just like generally discussing the holiday mm-hmm. on that date. Do you think Candyman is constantly like trying to kill people, except he gets summoned accidentally because <laughs> people no. are like, "What do you got in that bag?" It's like fucking Candyman. What? <laughs> Candyman. I said it. I told you. Are you telling me you said Candyman? Yes, Candyman. And then like you know the fucking hook and bees and all that shit show up, and then that he gets teleported across the fucking world. Man, that makes sense. Yeah, he's like he was probably already mm-hmm. at another event that he got summoned yeah. to, and then he, does he have any control of where he goes at any given time? I don't know. I've not I've not seen those movies, but I feel like uh, that needs to be explored in this mm-hmm. newest iteration of it. I hope so. I haven't seen Candyman, the, the first one in a long time. But mm-hmm. uh, in my memory, I think you're close to it, at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, because I, and I don't know if they mentioned it so much, but I feel like it, the, the lore I remember. I think you're right. I feel like it's almost like. You know, Freddy Krueger type of thing. You're trying to get away from him, trying to figure him out. How do you kill him? You got to mm-hmm. try to kill him in your dream, bring him out in the real world and kill him there. That's what Nancy thought. Didn't work, right? But you don't know. You got to mm-hmm. try things. And then yeah. with Candyman, you know, it's like you might try this thing and get your friends around the world and the internet to also say the Candyman thing, get him away from you. Everybody's going to keep doing it. It's going to jump around the world. 
you know, mm-hmm. like a like a, a board behind me full of red yarn, <laughs> yeah. just going everywhere. And that way, if you keep him at bay, he isn't going to kill anybody. He gets tired. You lay yeah. a cot down. He takes a nap. Maybe that's all he needed the whole time. Throw a pokeball at him. Try to capture his ass. You know, do what you can in these in these troubling times. If you come across Candyman, throw a pokeball at him. Get out there, Beryl. I don't know how that works. <laughs> do your best. But I believe it, and I believe Beryl okay. could do it. You know. <laughs> He's got the you scars know to what the it. most fucked up thing about that whole scenario is, is that, and a lot of people don't know this, Candyman is on house arrest, and that really, like, fucks up his, like, meetings That's with tough. his parole officer. That's tough. He's like, fuck, dude. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but it was Halloween two days ago. Mm-hmm. I just got back to wherever it is he's from. I don't, I don't know. Again, I've not, not seen the movies. But uh, his parole officer's really got to, like, give him guff about that. Mm-hmm. He had to like walk back several states to his house. He's like, he was, I don't have transportation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, who's going to pick him up? He's got like a hook for a hand. Does he have money even, you know, if he can take the bus? Mm-hmm. Do we even know? You know, you're right. I think yeah. he's having to hitchhike it back. Well, that's really sad. You'd think that his yeah. parole officer could, could summon him if he needed him, maybe. But Ooh, I feel like if he did, he mm-hmm. would just be pulled away from a job and he'd be like, do you have a job? And he's like, I've been trying to keep one down. But you keep summoning me. <laughs> yeah. I have a job to kill these people. <laughs> yeah. And take care true. of these that's... bees. I assume. Maybe the maybe the parole officer doesn't understand like how it works. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't he's not he he just says Candyman out loud mm. several times, but there's no mirror that he says it into or whatever. He doesn't like mirrors. You're right. He's ugly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. And, uh, well, obviously you th- look, I'm not trying to body shame anyone, but <laughs> When I say parole officer, uh, none of us are thinking supermodels, you know? That's really great, too. Um, God, there's someone that... There's a movie called uh, Something Something with Something Something, and there's a nice parole officer in it, all right? It's some movie Mm -hmm. I've watched. Don't worry about it. There is one that I can think of. Sterling K. Brown plays a... I think that's who it is. Plays a a parole officer in um, uh, a Paul Rudd movie. Okay. Totally wow. keeping the thread. And mm-hmm. uh, you're right. When, I, when you think of him, I don't think of Sterling K. Brown, even though I have this example that does exist. And I did this last week where I mentioned something, and I'm going to have to refer to it in the, in the show today because I messed it up, and I'm messing it up right now. <laughs> but I'm saying it does exist. Okay. And generally, though, I think of like a law and order kind of like schlubby, <laughs> look in parole officer when you say that mm-hmm. in general that's where my head goes you know what i'm saying okay yeah absolutely wow i really nailed it <laughs> I feel really proud who are of that. you me yeah you know sometimes you just try something and then it keeps going and you're like man why won't my brain work it's called our idiot brother which i feel really good about oh, remembering Paul that's Rudd. funny uh, it's kind is of the cover people. like uh him sitting on a couch with like three or four women right his sisters okay. who are elizabeth yeah. banks zoe de chanel and emily mortimer it's kind of yes right. yeah oh there's a doggy there uh i just came across retriever. that on some streaming service and i added it to my queue oh I've you should totally it. check it out i love it yeah yeah paul rudd he's adorable in it um all the sisters are great a lot of great people also show up as well as like adam scott's mm-hmm. in it and stuff there's a golden retriever yeah. As we said on the cover there. Of so, uh, yeah, he is. He basically is like the human version of a golden retriever. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really sweet to see a person like that in the world. So, uh, yeah, I love that movie. And Sterling K. Brown is his parole officer. You'll find out in that movie. Spoiler alert. So oh get ready God. to uh, pull off your Daisy Dukes 
because you got Sterling K. Brown in your future. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what that psychic told me. So I thought it was going to be a little bit different. I thought it was going to be like a celebrity <laughs> sighting. You know, I'd see him on the subway here in Oklahoma where we definitely have subways. And uh-huh, sure. uh, yeah, uh, subway sandwich like, shops what? is what you were mentioning. Right. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Yeah, we have, yeah, you we have those. Yeah. 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 They're underground. <laughs> you have to pay tokens. <laughs> You're more of a Quiznos guy, though, right? Well, Stephen, I don't know if you've heard, but they've got a pepper bar. <laughs> that still pops in my head like randomly, like once a year, ever since that commercial. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, sometimes mm-hmm. nostalgia just hits you right in the sandwich. They they get you right there, mm-hmm. you know, right in the pepperoncinis. That's <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I can just picture it. With, with with the 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 two bits and tackle down there, but it being pepperoncinis, yeah. it's actually kind of nice. Might look a better, bit, a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. Might look more fresh. <laughs> <laughs> was there a mm, toasty pepperoncini? Is that a, um, is that a word? I feel like what do you got? I, uh, uh, I feel like we, in honor of our uh, our good friend Barold. Oh yeah, um, you want to because uh, he died. Yeah. Oh, did we not get to that part of the story? (laughs) This is his memorial episode. We're (laughs) so sorry. Yeah. We should have mentioned that. Uh, uh, He said, whatever you do, if you start a podcast, please mention me before you get to a 300th episode. We're like, okay, that's that's weird. Mm -hmm. I don't even really know what a podcast is here in 2008, but. Right. (laughs) Okay. I guess. We'll see. Oh, we wrote man. that note down and we kept it with us and here we are absolutely yeah and we uh we're lifting up our friend barreled to go he's going mm-hmm. to see carl yeah in the sky yeah. and uh i i hope that his scar and his scar tattoo remain mm-hmm. with him because they are a part of him and his absolutely. party stories I, I remember when we were at his funeral we were standing above his grave and then we looked up in the sky and we thought mufasa was appearing in the clouds turned out it was scar Oh, he just sang "Be Prepared for Way Too Long." It was like a a ten hour version of it. Uh, it was it was really just a we had this funeral at a uh-huh. drive in theater, right? And right, that right, was right. probably our mistake. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody just turned YouTube on the projector, and uh, we uh, we watched all ten hours. You know, we mm-hmm. yeah, we you pay our respects, right? Yeah, so it was like sitting shiva. You know, right. it was like mm-hmm. it was something we felt we had to do as part of our religion, mm-hmm. maybe. Right. Mm-hmm. You have to watch that yeah. loop for 10 hours, you mm-hmm. know, which is it's a good song. It's, yeah, absolutely. For the first hour you know, people so. would come come by and pay their respects mm-hmm. and be like, wait, who are you? What is this? Mm-hmm. Why is this keeping all of us up? We live nearby. Right. Please make it stop. I didn't even know you could have a loudspeaker at a drive in like this. Mm-hmm. Normally, you just play it on your car or maybe there's a speaker uh, a small speaker that you clip on your car or something like, right. like that. Um, that was not the case. Mm-mm. No. We borrowed a shitty PA from a garage band that lives up the street from me. Uh, and uh, we, we plugged that in. It sounded great, actually. Surprisingly. What's the name of that garage band? That garage band? Yeah. That not the garage band that we record on, but the name of the garage band yeah, that, that, that band that's to? up the street from you. Yeah, what are they called? Uh, Spung Monkey. Uh, much like the Quiznos uh, mascots. <laughs> They were really trying to capitalize on that whole, uh, that the memification mm-hmm, of right. that. And I was like, guys, I don't, I really don't feel like this is going to pay off for you in the long run. Mm-hmm. They were like, hey, spunk monkeys never die. Oh, <laughs> 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 I 
And they're all 65-year-old men. Is that right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, they all died the next day. <laughs> this is actually a joint memorial. This is five funerals we went to this week. Did we not mention that? Oh, guys. Oh, my God. I just, I wrote down who died when. I didn't, I forgot the order of things. Yes. Look, it, this is really getting out of hand. So mm-hmm. uh, how about we sync with Barreled and Spung Monkeys? That sounds great. Okay. Okay. All right. In honor of all of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, barreled and spung monkeys to sink. One, two, three. Barreled and spung monkeys. They got a pepper more in heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That was amazing. Let's recover from that. Holy shit. That was like one of our weirder ones, but man, I just really like just going where the journey takes us. <laughs> what do you get feeling like? Did we not mention that? <laughs> LP.